Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and um, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, and marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Realtor Rick Lindsay, a guy that can take care of just about any of your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area. Now, the Hedgecock Group has been in Fairbanks North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their service is tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. Now, Rick has lived in Fairbanks for a long time and understands a lot of the less obvious ins and outs of buying and selling property around here. You know, things like water holding tanks and permafrost and all that jazz. Fairbanks is a really unique place to live, and having a realtor that knows what to look for in a quality place can make all the difference. Rick's a Marine Corps veteran and will work hard to get you exactly what you need. And if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Rick at 907-378-6780. And go check out his Instagram at R-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-113 at rlindsey113. He's really a passionate outdoorsman. He's just like us. He's one of us. And he loves to share his adventures on there. And he's got a pretty a pretty nice cranker of a ram that I'm jealous of. So go check them out. I know there's lots of you out there that dream of moving to Alaska, but it's a big step and can be kind of intimidating. Landing a solid job before you move can make things run a lot smoother, but you might not be sure of the job market or even really where to look. Now, if you're an experienced ASC certified or GM factory trained technician, I've got good news for you. Chevrolet GMC of Fairbanks is looking to hire qualified service department techs, and they've got enough work to keep you pretty much as busy as you want to be. Fairbanks Chevy has a very busy shop, but they allow for flexible scheduling. They offer top market pay rates with paid overtime, a great benefits package with 401k retirement plan with contribution matching. And, you know, for a service tech, you can really make a good solid living. They, they can offer relocation assistance to help get you up here, paid training to get you spun up, and they have a well-lit and well-maintained facility. And these are all things that I mean help contribute to a great work atmosphere. On top of all that, they make it a priority to allow you to take your vacation time during hunting season, something that is really tough in the in the service and construction industries here in Fairbanks and can sometimes be a deal breaker for folks like us. Good help and hard workers are always welcome in Fairbanks, and if this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, apply at FairbanksChevy.com or call their service manager, Rick Lindsay, directly at 907-215-6444. That's how you do it.
All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. Your look into the daily goings-on of shit in Alaska here. Sitting here tonight with uh, Dr. Frank Schultz, as always. Our uh, our correspondent from the Ukrainian front, mm. or <laughs> Kazakhstan. Not doing too well. <laughs> Connor Owen. And uh, Taylor, what's your last name? I forget. Osborne. Osborne. Yep. Cool guy, Taylor. <laughs> anyway, glad to have you over, man. I think it's, it says uh, it. Top Gun Taylor. Top Gun phone. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got the must. You got the mustache. Is it, is it required to is he a have pilot? a mustache? Is a always bulletproof, oh. bulletproof mustache. Got to have it. Yeah, I like it yeah. bulletproof. Oh, that's right. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah flying down at Ileson, love it. That's awesome couple more years up here alaska's good yeah Enjoy very it. good how do we get a ride in the the old back seat there's no two-seater sorry <laughs> <laughs> i know a couple there might be a guy i'll sit on your lap man. yeah there might yeah. be a guy not me <laughs> i'll sit on your lap you'd probably love that oh i would you know, have to bust out the checkbook for that one. are there two joysticks in this thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh man! Oh, anyway, before it's a trainer, <laughs> it's a trainer. <laughs> so Taylor's over here to tell us some tell us some stories, and uh, be- before we Connor's get... over here to tell us some stories too. He's been off hunting. Yeah, he's oh, been yeah. off hunting. We all like haven't really convened in a little while. It's been a hot second. I've been off hunting. I've been off fucking gaining off a, working, <laughs> gaining a, a greater appreciation for pop tarts and cigarettes. So, <laughs> nice. but, and freaking cigars, apparently cigar, yeah. So, uh, but before get going, so I have bunny boot hoodies in stock, and had. well, I had hats in stock, and they turned out pretty badass. Yeah, those are nice. Well, Ben from Cold Bore Precision actually made these, and they're pretty sick. This is the Schultz. hooked it up. This is the Schultz Ram hat. I'll get there. <laughs> this is the Schultz Ram hat. Don't interrupt here. <laughs> um, These are Richardson hats too. Yeah, These are nice they're hats. Richardson one twelves, yeah. and uh, I got like two different color color schemes of them. I already have more ordered, so should have more in stock by before too long. And then, yeah, please buy bunny boot hoodies because <laughs> the boxes are huge. And they the boxes go. are huge, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, got got that stuff all stocked up. Got another like hoodie planned, but I got a cash back. I got to I got to get out from under these ones first. I don't I'm not running a warehouse here. So uh Yeah, and then next run I did order some of these awesome from Ben also these awesome can coolers, koozies. Yeah. It's like a Stanley thermos for your beer. Yeah, it's for the wind. Those things actually are it's amazing. legit, dude. You can keep a cold beer in there for an hour or two. At least. Oh, yeah. Easily. You Room need, temperature, you need to drink it, Drink it faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop fucking around. The only thing is, these things are they're so heavy, you think you have beer constantly, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, where the fuck did all my beer go? What I don't like is that when I put my white claws in there, it doesn't fit in the top opening part. <laughs> well, if you drank real fucking beer <laughs> instead of being a pansy. <laughs> yeah. It is a little, if you're like, if you, if you, if if you're changing, it is a little slow to like thread off the top and then pull your old one out and put the new one in. But yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you can just get a forty ounce white claw would stick <laughs> up out of there and you'd be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so 
Yeah, new stuff rolling in, and I'll uh, like I'll post on Instagram when I got the stuff. But just tundratalkaka.com and the yeah. little shop page there. It's pretty simple. If it's on there, I've got it. If it's not, I don't. Um, yeah, shout yeah. out to Ben. Thanks, man. Appreciate and it. He made him that. That's customized. Customized. For, for he me. made him a Dr. Schultz one, and mine. If you were just playing. He could have just put pansy on the back of yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll answer to I'll answer to many things. <laughs> the other thing is that so we got like a few little bit of Q and A, some short cues, but I uh, I may have gone out of board. I solicited solicited some more. Uh, I shit my pants stories. Oh, you did? Yeah, really. And so the the you you guys are going to have to pick your favorite from these. And uh, the winner gets a free hoodie. So, Ooh. oh no shit! Yeah, nice. So if you shit yourself, you might win something. His <laughs> oh man, pull my finger. <laughs> his uh, his advertisement for the shit the pants story was you behind a rock, and you go <laughs> number two. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was dying. I bet you were. I totally. I I know exactly. <laughs> like I could walk you right to that rock right now and be like, "Oh, see, that's all gone." <laughs> we were watching Rams. We were, we were like, pinned down I by that. Like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. I was like, I gotta make a move here. Like on top of this <laughs> steep ridge yeah. line. Yeah. Oh fuck! That oh, was hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll read through these. Yeah, we can. Won't take too long. But I think I picked. I like high graded. We got a few, so I'll continue. Like we'll kind of get that tradition going again, I guess. But uh, apparently, this is the podcast for shit your pants stories. <laughs> well, you know, the best one was the shit. I still to this day think the one fucking check the shit in the in bag the, and threw it out the window of the airplane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while she was flying the fucking plane. <laughs> That was pretty good. Oh, God, <laughs> there were also like there were also some really good like near misses that came in. I think all three of these there was actually like shit in pants. Nice, and or maybe there was four because I have one on my phone. So if you send these in in the future, send them to podcast at tundertalkak.com. I don't yeah. mind getting them other ways, but it's tough to keep track. I'm pretty simple. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like they just I got shit coming at me from everywhere, literally. So, uh, all right. Good more. I'll, I'll try to, I'm not much of a narrator, but, uh, I don't read children's stories or anything <laughs> like that. So, all right. Good morning, gentlemen. The story comes from a Northern California rice field while, whilst duck hunting. I was about 20 at the time of what we refer to as the dirty rice, inc- <laughs> the dirty rice incident. <laughs> I was going hunting with my girlfriend at the brown, time. Brown rice, not white rice. <laughs> Stop it. I was going hunt, hunting with my girlfriend at the time, and we were running late to get to our blind as usual, so we didn't have to get anything to eat. We stopped and grabbed a co- grabbed coffee and a couple protein bars. I was on heavy antibiotics for a lung infection and didn't think much of it. I popped the antibiotics in and chased them down with some hot black coffee. We get to the field three or... We get to the field on our through on our waders and started walking. We get in the blind and settled as birds start flying around. I felt a rumble in my stomach and it didn't and again didn't think much of it. I let out 
I let out the most toxic hot gas and started giggling as I fanned my waiters to get the smell out. <laughs> my girlfriend started coughing and gagging, which made it even funnier. About 10 minutes go by, the same thing. Toxic waste gas and gagging continued. Five minutes after that, same thing. Then three minutes. Then two minutes. <laughs> I knew something was wrong as I felt as I felt like I was I was having contractions and they were getting closer. <laughs> All of a sudden, my gut rumbles. And I feel like I took a couple of body shots from Mike Tyson. I start sweating, wondering how the fuck I'm going to get out of this blind without filling my waders, making it far enough away from the blind to drop everything in squat while... All while not being seen by my girlfriend. All this going through my head, and she said, get down there, birds. So I took one fatal squat to hide my face from the birds, and my fate was sealed. <laughs> hot, antibiotic lava, hot antibiotic lava poured out uncontrollably. I looked at my girlfriend and said, we have to fucking go now. She started laughing and said, you shit your pants, didn't you? <laughs> I hung my head and said, yes, now help me out of the blind. <laughs> Trying to keep collateral damage to a minimum, I tried to keep my legs straight and lift myself out of the blind, roll out while my ass, with my ass off the ground. I made it out unscathed, but then looked at the truck and had to walk 300 yards in the muddy, flooded fields. Making, to, making it to the truck, I opened her door, walked around to my side, and got into the waders, in, waders and all, and rode side saddle back to her house. I told her to get out, and I'll see you later. I drive 30 minutes back to my apartment, side saddle, having to switch butt cheeks so they wouldn't get numb. I make it home only to see all of my teammates from the wrestling team in my place. The panic set in once again. I had no way to explain it, but I built up the courage and had to take a different type of walk of shame. I made it to the door, opened it, and walked in muddy waders, and they knew as as I walked straight to the shower, what had happened. Needless to say, the boys had a lot of laughs and jokes. It wasn't one, it wasn't my proudest moment, but definitely a lesson learned with chasing antibiotics with black coffee. Love the podcast boys. Keep them coming. <laughs> That's awesome. His name's Tyler too. Oh my That's God. a good one. That is awesome. <coughs> His girlfriend. I want to know what the girlfriend stayed with. I don't know. Waiters are dangerous. I, yeah, <laughs> Every are. time I put on waiters, it's always like two minutes later. I'm like, shit. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I should not have done that. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, number two. The worst is when you have a raincoat on over top of the of the yeah. waders because then it just cycles the farts like right under your <laughs> fucking nose. <laughs> All right. My name is Mike. I grew up mostly around Fairbanks but moved to Montana when I was 12 or 13 years old. I'm sorry. Um, hunting is my passion. I grew up. Hunting, I grew up hunting in Alaska, but really cut my teeth on elk. I also guide mostly for archery elk and turkeys. Anyway, blow is my shitty story. In Montana, the rifle season means hunting elk when they migrate due to inclement weather conditions. When it snows in November, I head to the high country. I tend to hunt nasty shit, big, steep mountains that are chock full of grizzlies. These bears are straight-up assholes. My story takes place in the Madison Range. A big dump of snow had just deposited its white load so my buddy and i woke up early and left bozeman for elk country we went to a favorite trailhead creek access well before daybreak and started to hike the majority of the hike before we get into elk country cuts through a deep rocky straight walled canyon this canyon is so steep and rocky that mountain goats can be shot from the trail traversing up either side of the canyon would be a son of a bitch we hunted all day didn't find any bulls but we did cut mountain goat tracks on the trail which was cool to see the snow had not let up and was coming down at a steady pace. We decided to head home and began our trek back to the truck. 
As we walked back, I was in the rear, and my buddy, who was six foot eight tall, stopped immediately and froze with his eyes looking down at his feet. He unslung his rifle and motioned for me to catch up. As I approached him, I could see what caught his attention. On the trail was a very, were a very fresh set of grizzly tracks. There was just over a foot of fresh snow, and you could see where his belly hair was dragging. Visibility was terrible. We could see maybe 50 yards in front of us. The snow was falling, that was falling was wet, and after a day of hunting, we were not dry. As college kids, we could not afford nice hunting gear at the time. A lesson learned. After inspection of the grizz tracks, we decided to give him some time as he was heading down the trail towards the truck. We were st- we were stuck in the deep box canyon with only one way out. After an hour, we were cold as a well digger's ass, so we walked down the trail, rifles at the ready. A quarter mile down the trail, the tracks showed he'd abandoned his trail and headed up a steep cut in the canyon. With a sigh of relief, we doubled our pace and headed down towards the truck. The snow was still falling hard, and we were making great time down to the truck. With only half a mile or so left, my buddy froze in his tracks again. Again, he motioned for me to catch up. This fucking bear had come... It came down onto the trail again. Now I, I should explain something that might make sense of the situation. While deployed in the Marine Corps, I somehow developed irritable, irritable bowel syndrome at times, and at times my bowels can act up. Maybe that's all the, like, drunken morning mm. PT runs while smoking a cigarette and dipping at the same time. <laughs> Connor. That's about it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Unfortunately, my IBS decided to show up at a terrible time. We walked a few more steps, and the bear tracks didn't have any snow in them, so we knew he was close. We had our rifles unslung, looking like the cast from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> we crept down the trail and noticed his tracks veered off the trail again. We yelled and talked loudly and the entire time with urgency in our voices. We passed his tracks and thought we were in the clear until we heard his jaws popping and him woofing at us around 50 yards up the hill. The bear had his two front paws on top of a log and was looking downhill towards us. He was in a bad spot. He was cliffed out with only one way to go, down through us. My buddy started yelling at him, and all the bear did was look harder at us. Now started the fun part. At that exact moment, my guts started to bubble. It was happening. I grabbed my buddy's arm and told him I needed to shit, and I needed to shit now. (laughs) So you have to shit now, he exclaimed. I replied with, I'm not letting search and rescue find my body and telling my family my last dying efforts were ruined by shitting my pants. (laughs) I immediately ripped my trousers down and pushed out the hate. My buddy stood guard within arm's reach and within seconds started to gag and threw up at the smell of his nostrils. All this took place with the curious eyes of a bear locked on us. I wish that was the end of the story. The snow was deep and I am short. When I plowed my way in the snow to shit, I created a pocket to pull my pants down. My urgency to shit, I didn't make a long enough approach for the turds to land. <laughs> Unknowingly, as I pushed the hot liquid shit, as the hot liquid shit hit, hit the snow, then proceeded to lose straight into my balled up pants. I wiped as fast as I could and donned my trousers as soon as my pants were up. I felt the hot sludge touch my skin, but I had no time to understand what had happened. In the haste of the moment, being motivated by my buddy to hurry, I had shit in my pants. We edged by the bear and essentially ran the rest of the way back to the truck. When we returned to the truck, I took my pants off and jumped waist deep into the Madison River to clean off. It was well below freezing, but the smell was worse than the cold. The drive home was terrible, and to this day we laugh about it and tell the story often. Thanks for reading, Mike. (laughs) Oh, God. Another epic... Oh, man. All right. Next story. These are pretty good. These are good. <clears throat> this summer, while finishing a house in Sterling, Alaska, there must be there must be something with the, in the water up here. Just moved up this summer. 
every day like clockwork my clockwork my bowels would hit the eject button at least once during the day so after some time i had my own roll stashed in the apartment to run out into the trees middle of nowhere no running water yet so only option this all worked fine until one day when it didn't hit the eject button it slammed However, this wasn't a day I could just take off. I was with working with an old man, the owner. He needed a list before he was heading into Kenai to to get supplies to finish the kitchen. I was kitchen. I was holding on for dear life, trying to list all the things off for him to buy. As I mentioned, he was old, and that also means forgetful. So simple list was not good enough. He forgot why we needed why he forgot why we needed it. it seemed like everything on the list. As we went down the list, the pain got worse and worse. And after every, why do we need that? I had more and more desperation. So finally, he got the list already, and it seemed like I had to push him out the door. Finally, he was in his truck and driving away. I take off to my teepee hiding spot, and it was gone. I instantly felt like I was in a losing battle with my bowels. Not having any time to find more, I took off for the bushes. Normally, out of courtesy, I would go a ways off where it would never be found. It was always buried, but today there was no time. Sprinting through the trees like Rambo in the Rambo movie, I got just far enough into where no one could see my white, untanned self. And just like in any other Rambo movie, the carnage was released, usually with a little too much special effects. <laughs> but for this situation, it would have been right on. Except instead of blood, well, we know what it was. And it was now over. It was over. It was over. Sweaty from running my, and clenching my cheeks for my life, I, I assessed the damage. I thought I'd made it in the clear, but it turns out I did not. It wasn't a lot, but it still shit in my pants. Now, for the first time doing that in my adult life, I felt quite embarrassed. Didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want to work a day with shit in my pants, so I pulled them off and didn't and didn't want to leave them to be found by my boss. He was notorious for digging through the trash to save a bent nail or two. So I hid them in my truck <laughs> oh my to throw away when I got home. Joke's on me. Turned out I wasn't going to be the only one to know I shit myself as an adult. My wife found them the day before I was able to dispose of the evidence. That's the only reason why I'm telling my story to the Tundra Talk listeners, because I was found out. The cat's out of the bag. I shit my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Then I got the last one on my phone. This was one of the broken ones that was in a bunch of... In the form of a bunch of messages, so bear with me for one second. Boys are battling. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple. Maybe I was mistaken. uh, There's a couple good pilot stories out there. Guys doing like a doing like an eight twelve hour sortie in a little F sixteen. And I mean, you can't even move side to side. Me, I'm five eight. And like my elbows are hitting the sides. Yeah. Big old bubble canopy. Like eight, 12 hours. Oh, man. Something's going to move every once in a while. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. So you look around and you don't don't have too many options. And I think a lot of guys, we call it Code Brown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to stand up in in this little tiny F 16, like impossible. Maybe more possible for somebody my size. Yeah. Tyler, no chance. <laughs> You're, done. You're done. Frank, you might. You got it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even fuck around. I just wear diapers. <laughs> helmet helmet bag, multiple purpose item. Oh, nice. <laughs> Don't. You come back, land, and you always hand your helmet bag to the crew chief because he yeah. helps you out. 
Oh. And you're just like, I got it. I'll take <laughs> this one. I'll take this Not one. Not personal experience, but, yeah, it's been done before. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you don't ever, like, bump the stick and you start, oh, yeah. start, start spinning around when you're... F-16, you gotta you got to set the throttle, and then you got to autopilot so you can... It'll, okay. It'll fly straight and level, but you can always... If you don't set the throttle light correctly, you'll gradually slow down over time if you got it set oh. too far back and then you get this stall horn if you're too high <laughs> oh, and the airplane will just start falling out of the sky <laughs> there's one of those oh, <laughs> oh my god all right i got it it's the last one so this first part was a question which we can address later it says any advice for a first-time bighorn hunter also this is a short one i don't eat Mick, mickey d's breakfast sammy's anymore after an unfortunate roadside occurrence in nowhere northern alberta coming back from a rig felt the shit coming about half an hour to the nearest store did a whole lot of swearing and sweating the whole way got to the gas station and saw the worst thing possible in front of the store a tour bus i skidded to the stop outside the front door and ran inside only to see a lineup of about 25 people waiting for the waiting for the only bathroom uncontrollably i let out a loud fuck as everyone turned to look at look at me i knew it was almost over i was making my way to the front of the line hoping they would understand the urgency of the situation about halfway to the front of the line it was all over as the warmth flowed from my inside out i stopped turned around ashamed and dirty back to the truck think fuck i had a bag of clothes in the truck because i had to Check. I had to check out underwear, socks, and a three hundred dollar pair of Carhartt FR pants <laughs> in the garbage can outside the gas station. Worst part is when I stopped and turned around to go outside. Someone in the line said, "I think he shit himself," <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh God! We all and laugh until it happens. What to was us. the question? Oh, any advice for first time bighorn hunter? I've never hunted bighorns. Uh, neither but- have I. Neither. Um, no bighorn hunters here, man. <laughs> I'd go to YouTube. <laughs> go find like the most successful YouTube bighorn hunter and figure out where they're hunting. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know about bighorns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the habits and stuff, but just like anything, I mean, try to make a. I mean, make a, a as good a plan as you can and. You know, know your gear well and know how to use it and mm-hmm. get out there and look. Glass. Glass more. Yeah. Glass a lot and don't shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Never hunted bighorns. No clue. I'm yeah. sure they're just sheep, but yeah. it's in different country and fuckers. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to find doll sheep in black rocks. Well, I, I talked to... I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> I talked to someone Brown that, fucking sheep in brown <laughs> terrain. It's like, shit. I talked to someone that, <clears throat> that drew a... Well, he, he won a bighorn tag. And uh, he told me they made it to the trailhead at 3 a.m. And there was 20 people at the trailhead in their trucks mm-hmm. waiting for the same tag. And he left. You know who he is. And... uh he went off that hunting fool. Yeah. Yeah. He said he woke up. He he was on the trail at three AM and but in at first light shot that shot that ram. But so probably make it on the trailhead before anybody else. I don't know. There's that many people that were 
had the same tag as he did, mm-hmm. I would. Assume, I mean, it, it seems like any good Ram, especially with that, like a very limited draw like that, everybody's going to be all over it and yeah. looking for like the best Ram, and then it's going to be kind of like. Who's the one that's going to get it? Well, I, mean, I think I guess with, if you're in a situation, th- there's got to be areas that you can go to, though. Well, I think even Alberta, with these limited I think draw tag, okay, yeah, is that where that story yeah. was from? Okay. I assume so. Right but on. I think that any area that probably has a limited draw and people draw it, it's not like Alaska where you can you you can fly Disperse. out several times and go look look for rams and find your ram. These people can drive to trailheads and just hike look. up and look find the ram. Like that's the ram I'm going to shoot. And monitor it and watch it and until somebody gets until opening three a.m. and yeah. fucking shoot your fucking ram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So don't shit sleep. Stories. That's the that's it. That's the don't go to bed. Yeah. If somebody's gonna be up at three a.m., sleep on the mountain. Why sleep? You can sleep tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Shit stories. Yeah. Any favorites? For me, it's between the the bear one and the rice one. Probably the bear one. I think has it for me. Dirty rice incident. I, I like the dirty rice incident. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The waiters, man. All right, there, there we have it. Yeah, Congratu- yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. You may have rice. soiled your waiters a few years ago, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah, something to show for it. Yeah, right? shoot me a yeah, shoot me a, your address, and I'll send you a hoodie. There it is. I want to know if his girlfriend stuck around. <laughs> and you have to let us know if your girlfriend stuck yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Winner, winner. So where did rice break? dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Brown rice dinner. A little bit of soy sauce in the rice. <laughs> yeah. That's one, that's one way to warm so, the waiters up. <laughs> it was funny. The other day we uh, uh, we took the kids to that, uh, had lunch with somebody at that uh, Ajime, that Japanese mm-hmm. restaurant that's yeah, across that? from Costco. It's good. Yeah, the one that's where I've never the bakery there. used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. Nice. Um, Do you have cheeseburgers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like the kids were a little like they they had like teriyaki chickens. We got a, like the little kids meal. They were a little ske- little. I mean, it's not real sushi, but little like rice rolls mm-hmm. that they got. They wouldn't touch those, but no, kids wouldn't. No, but they ate everything else. They were fine. It was good. Right on. Um, but Sadie, when we were there, so like. Got eight year old kid now. We're in World War Two and all these documentary stuff. Sadie, Sadie's like, Mom. Oh boy. I bet they started this restaurant after the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kids say the most fucked up things. Like, yep, that's probably a good bet, sweetheart. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. Yeah. Mm. So you're the guest. You're the guest of the guestiest guest here, Taylor. Why don't you tell us about what you've been up to, man? Where are you from? Oh, originally from Washington, uh, military. Uh, the last oh shoot, twelve years now. So just been kind of traveling around. What's it, like life? Being, life, what's it like being a military spouse? <laughs> <laughs> Wish I knew. <laughs> oh, a couple more years, maybe. Who knows? Uh, man, been all been all over the world though. It's been awesome. Oh, nice. Been uh, stationed out in Korea, South Korea, for a year and a half, and then got stationed up here, second assignment, pulling five years out of the Air Force, which is rare. 
nobody yeah. really wants to come up to Alaska. Me and my buddy are like, dude, I never want to leave. Yeah, really. Like, not that many people now are wanting to. Oh no, wanting to stay. No. Huh. Yeah, it's a battle. It's a battle keeping people in right now, and I don't know whether it's more money on the outside versus how much extra work we have to do. Yeah, and being in right now is really tough. So I don't know. I love it. I can't complain. Take the good with the bad, and then we get to go run around and play in Alaska all summer. All you got winter, a pretty so. good gig too, though. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you're fucking cleaning urinals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a timer too. Plowing yeah. the fucking runway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a time or two, <clears throat> but no, it's been awesome. Um, shoot. Alaska has been a dream. I got to go, uh, went up to Greenland. Oh, nice. In January. That was crazy. Muskox cool. everywhere. Yeah. Trying to land a jet and muskox on the runway. <laughs> Tower, get them off the fucking runway now. Run the car out there, but have yeah. you been been able to hunt anywhere? Any of the other places that you've been? Yeah, when we were out in Korea, Korea. Uh, yeah, technically it wasn't hunting. I guess you it would you could classify it as hunting, but they we could hunt on base. Yeah, mm. and so we could sign out a seventy shotgun, and they have this bash team. Anybody could sign up for it. And it was Bird Aviation Safety Hazard Team. Oh. Or some acronym, I can't remember. But they give you 870 shotgun, give you a box full of bird shot, and then they give you a box full of buckshot. And so there's pheasants out there, there's there's a lot of birds. <laughs> that, <laughs> a lot uh, of feathery things. <laughs> that may be also in the United States that you would never shoot. Yeah. But in Korea, there's no real rules. Yeah. Oh, no shit. So we would go make sure go everybody hunting. was everybody <laughs> was safe to fly, and we try to eliminate all the birds around the airfield. Well, they also had these deer out there, and they were I can't remember their exact like specific name. We called them vampire deer. Yeah. Oh, they had oh I know you're talking. Oh, about the Chinese water deer. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Is it really super small? All <clears throat> these ones. Yeah, there may be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We'd go put down like. Five a day, nice every weekend. They good eat, yeah. Oh yeah, I bet they're awesome. Eating, oh huh? yeah, fuck yeah. So the That's goal, awesome. the goal of this was to you called it bird safety. What yeah. was it? Was the acronym bash? Bash. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing the goal of this to, was to keep birds and off going the runway, through, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Any, anywhere around Into where jets. the aircraft were moving. Do you guys call it FOD? Foreign object damage. I uh, thought it was bird, foreign objects and debris, yeah. or maybe yeah. We call it FOD, Ford Object Damage. Yeah. Yeah, we call them bird, just bird strikes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you just try to clear the clear the area. Migratory paths, similar to up here. Like you get all like springtime, <clears throat> fall time. It, they restrict where we can fly, how mm-hmm. low how low we can fly. But yeah, it's wild. That was pretty crazy. Hmm. We just put a two ship in a truck. <laughs> how long did it take for you to run out of ammo? You're literally riding shotgun. Eh, depending on the day, but we could be out we just go for an hour two hours in the morning no oh, jeez sun up <laughs> just a nice south korea sunrise <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. just the smell of burning trash in the morning <laughs> you can see about two miles there's this nice haze smog everywhere it's like oh man i can't wait to get back home <laughs> so you're here to stay i wish i think i got another i got another year up here another year and a yeah. half so Gonna keep riding it out, yeah. running, running as hard as I can. So it's been Heck a blast, yeah, man. 
didn't do a really a lot of hunting growing up. Did a ton of fishing uh, in Washington. We'd run out in Puget Sound, and then we'd go down to the Columbia River, mm. and we'd fish uh, salmon, halibut, lingcod, nice. uh, Dungeness crab, all at the mouth of the Columbia growing up. It's a big river. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my dad would take us out in this little, people called him crazy. My brother and I are like eight and ten, and he would take us out in this little 14-foot high laker. <laughs> and we'd go about 20, 22 miles out. Oh, man. And we'd go, we'd go out there and just put on the Point Wilson darts. Troll around, look for a uh, school bait. Birds would be diving, rip up to them. A little 25 horsepower mercury. Yeah. 25, 22 miles out in the ocean. Just <laughs> like graveyard of the Pacific going across the Columbia Bar. And we get out there and shit, we'd have our limit in 30 minutes. No kidding. It was three per day or three per person per day. Nice. So nine fish. Then we'd run back in, pick up the crab pots, get our six dungeness, go over the jetty, drop the point wheels and darts down again get a keeper lingcod run back in and then people at the dock and they're like 32 34 foot boats would be like oh you guys have a fun day out in the bay <laughs> on the river start off hauling fucking <laughs> crabs and fish and shit we'd open up the cooler and like yeah it was a pretty good day and they're like where did you guys go yeah like, oh. your fucking mom's house <laughs> did you get back yeah. in your fucking yacht <laughs> yeah then we go sack up tent camp for three days, and then we come home with three days limit. Oh man, oh, that's that, cool. is, that was awesome. That was growing up. So I did a ton of fishing. Didn't really get into hunting until the uh, bash team in Korea. Yeah, until I started. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Holy shit, that's cool. Is it? Is the Columbia River Bar? Isn't that where the coast? All that you see, like the crazy Coast Guard training, where they're like yeah. taking everybody out and trying that to scare the shit wild. out of them. Yeah. We did the buoy ten fishery too. Like you get the entire Columbia River outflow, and then there would be an incoming tide, and everybody would be posted up right on the buoy ten line, like north to south oriented. And there'd be a line of boats, maybe like a mile wide, and everybody's just fighting to be right adjacent to the buoy. Mm-hmm. You'd hook a fish, and then you'd float past like four hundred boats. No Holy kidding. shit, really? Combat yeah. fishing. Oh, it was, it was madness. Combat fishing in boats. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you'd, then you'd, you'd see all the people go swing wide, get all the way back to the front, and then they'd post up, and then everybody's just trolling like five, six miles an hour with the current. It was Man. wild. It's different. Yeah. But it's like that Homer tide when it's just ripping, mm. yeah. and you're just trolling at six miles an hour, staying in the same spot. You're yeah. just like, fuck. You're yeah. saying that Coast Guard stuff, like, for, like for training where they like try to scare what, yeah just, <laughs> he said that I just not that me, he's in the coast guard but just, i just no, but always just think about me, that as like that's what they do he there said that it just made me think of the uh that movie old school oh yeah when will ferrell's like screaming at <laughs> the old guy <laughs> blue blue <laughs> sorry for that but that's cool it's enough out of you <laughs> <laughs> i'll shut up again keep talking proceed <clears throat> oh but yeah it's been uh it's been a good ride loving loving the air force nice if i could you gonna be a career man you think i don't know we'll see Give how me long have you been in 10 yeah i went to the academy air force academy i graduated in 2015 so i got eight years of service now okay and i got another oh three year four years of uh flying so. yeah, it'd be hard to pass it. well don't you get a point in your career where they just kind of kick you off not kick you off but they move you into like a lead, more leadership position like a command position yeah yeah are you getting not, that spot no not yet not yet yeah <laughs> stiff arm that as long as i can yeah what was the first stuff that you flew 
Uh, first fighter I flew was F sixteen. F sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. When you went to the academy, what did they? What was the first airplane or aircraft that you thought you'd fly? I flew a little DD twenty. Okay. It's like a little side by side Cirrus. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a Cirrus first. Okay. Uh, did you go to down in Colorado, Colorado Springs? That, that was Air Force like Academy. that is where the yeah, Air yeah Force that was the Air Force Academy. Well, I mean, yeah, we flew the Cirrus at the Academy, and that was like this little flight training program we did, mm-hmm. and like you try to get to a solo, the solo flight that was like your pinnacle, and then you like graduate from it. Okay, and we had like I don't know, ninety people in this enrolled in it, and I think eight of us soloed. Really, it's the middle of summer in Colorado. So you're at six, seven thousand feet, oh. and then it like you had to take off at six a.m. Mm. Anybody that was like on the schedule at eight eight a.m. or later wouldn't get a fly because it would get too hot. No huh. kidding, because the uh, density altitude would be too. Yeah, bad. yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up down there, and yeah. that's that, I never would have thought about that for flying. I guess I remember like <clears throat> crop dusters back in the day would always be flying like at the crack of dawn in the summer. Yeah, it was wild. Did uh, DD-20s, I think they were DD-20s. Those were down in uh, Pueblo. That was like introduction to flight training. Hmm. So before you go to pilot training, they test you out. Oh. That used to be where they really just like cleaned house on anybody that was a pilot candidate. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, you don't need to fly. Well, now it's like the weeding out. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, it used to be more of a haze. Now it's. More of like, oh yeah, here's here's how you fly an airplane. So mm. it's probably more a little more user friendly for yeah. all the students going through there. Mm. Uh, and then did pilot training down in Texas, down in Del Rio, Texas, uh, at Laughlin, and that was a wild, wild place to me. Showed up there, waiting in line to start flying, and uh, oh, I had eleven months before I started, so naturally got a bass boat. Lake, yeah. o- Lake Amistad <laughs> is uh, like twenty minutes down the road. It was like one of those ones all sparkly looking <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Okay. So perfect. <laughs> I don't think way that... too fucking fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big old flat carpeted deck. Yeah. I love it. Lake Amistad, though, like, <laughs> tip to tip was like, so to speak, was like 69 miles. Mm. Nice. You got to be all massive. Get from one end to the yeah. other in at least an hour. <laughs> yeah. It might even, yeah, it might even be more, but like. <clears throat> We got to make it to the other end before the beer runs out, boys. I think it was like 09 or 2010. It was the number one bass fishing lake in the U.S. Wow. No shit. And my brother was down there in 2013. So it was still good. And it was like tapering off. But we'd go down there and just. What rip. makes that kind of shit taper off? Uh, Gets found out that it's awesome and the everybody dam fishes there. Is on the border of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Mexico controls half of it. And so they had this huge drought down, down in Mexico in like 2013 and 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just flushed the lake, drained it down like 90 feet. Wow. And just killed off who knows how much habitat. Huh. And just destroyed all the bait fish habitat, all the all the grass, all those big flats. Yeah. And the bass just gone. Done. No oh, shit. But there's also a, a mine. One of the leach fields on one of the mines up one of the rivers also busted put a ton of contaminants into the into mm. the lake but don't do it huh it's one of those lakes you get up to when it's full when it's like operating at a good level like 25 30 feet crystal clear and you're seeing like 10 12 pound bass on these beds in like 25 feet of water mm. wow you can see them you're just like just an aquarium no shit as well huh dove hunting down there was cool we shot a bunch of hogs 
I guess maybe maybe that was my first hunting experience, paying to go shoot hogs off some farms down there. But I yeah. didn't get any of the axis deer or anything like that down there. Never really. I was always on the didn't lake. Didn't shoot an ostrich <laughs> or a giraffe down there. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 One of those exotic, exotic animals. Yeah. God, I feel like I'm in Africa. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'd fish all day, and then I'd bass fish from, I don't know, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'd load up my boat put it away and my buddy would call me good old alabama boy he'd be like hey man i got the got the boat loaded up you coming and i was like yeah i'll be back down the ramp in 10 minutes oh man and we go uh bow fish all night oh that's no cool. shit awesome. that was wild yeah that's fun I went- alligator gar all long nose gar shoot a ton of carp tilapia some of the guys would shoot some bass every once in a while. I'd just be like, you bastards. <laughs> I could have got that <laughs> tomorrow. Dude, I need that. <laughs> yeah. There's a tournament coming up. Get out of here. So I was a little semi-pro bass fisherman for, I don't know, 11 months as I was on casual duty waiting to start flying. So they didn't. Nice. They just said, hey, we'll call you when we went to start flying. Just make sure you check in every day with your command. Like, yeah, there, we had like a casual job. Yeah. So my buddy was in charge of assigning the jobs. Oh, so, so yeah. there was. I knew what he liked to drink, so I got a nice... Easy job. <laughs> Wasn't too demanding. Your own boss. Yeah, yeah. And my roommates worked the same job, so we kind of coordinated who was working when. Yeah. But it was a good gig. Then we started, uh, yeah, started up, uh, shoot, I think it started flying in 2016 in the T6. It's like a turbo prop, mm-hmm. 900 horsepower. Front seat, back seat, injection seats. And we do that for six months. You just go learn how to fly. It's like three months of ground school and then three months of flying. Hmm. Start doing all the basic stuff. Just, hey, here's how to fly an airplane. Then you do all your instrument ratings. You get checked out there, do an instrument check ride. Then I'm like, okay. Now fly with this other airplane. Hmm. <laughs> like, okay, who's flying the other airplane? They're like, oh, it's your buddy. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but Is it pretty accelerated or they they keep you at a good pace? It's a good pace. Is it? Yeah. They do an awesome job. Like, I imagine it doesn't pay to like rush guys through that are going to be flying like F sixteen half billion dollar jets around. <laughs> no, they naturally weed themselves out too. Like, I don't know. There's everybody tries really hard there for the most part. There's some guys yeah. just they're on their own speed. So people that get it a little bit quicker and they get those better reps, more consistent reps. Like, yeah. You can kind of see the divide grow mm. through there, and then hmm. there's a there's a separate route. You get six months through, and then you go to T38s, which is like a twin engine jet trainer, or you go to T1, which is like a oh kind of like an airliner trainer, gotcha. more of like the heavy trainer. Yeah. So yeah, you get like maybe like ten twenty percent to go to T38s for the jet trainer, and then the other seventy five eighty percent go to the T1. So. And it's all just, man, full court press for 12 months of your life to determine what you do for the next 10. So so when you're going through the school, do you have like a wish list of what you want to fly? Yep. You get, so people are putting like F30, F-35s up at yep. the time? Yeah, so F-35s. and Oh, yeah. And then that's kind of when they weed you out. I'm assuming when they go to the, the jet liner type aircraft, they're going to be flying C-130s. and Yeah, C-130s, yeah. C-17s, yeah. KC-135s. E7s, that kind of stuff. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, on the jet side, you're qualified to fly anything in the inventory. No kidding. In the Air Force, so it's like, 
you're three weeks, yeah, six weeks away from graduation. They're like, all right, give us your list. And of course you had a year, maybe two years to think about it. Yeah. And you have to rack and stack every United States Air Force airplane from first to last. Hmm. You're just like, holy shit. Did you get your first pick? I didn't. No. You didn't. What was your first? Well, yeah. What was your first pick? F-35s. F-35s. Yeah. F-35s, F-22s, F-16s. And then, uh, yeah, I got F-16s. I wouldn't have it any other way. It was epic ride. Are they phasing those out? Mm, they, I think they say they are, but I doubt it. No. Okay. There's, I know a pilot up here that just transferred down to Arizona because they're phasing his squadron now. I don't don't quote me on this, but he's going to go train for the F-35s. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I also thought the A-10s were super cool. Oh, dude. So your first oh, choice yeah. was F-16. <clears throat> no, that was my third. Your first choice was F-35. Yeah. It was just coming out. They had just had their first class of, like, uh, UBT pilots going to F-35s for training. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a hot commodity. We had bases can swap between. There's three diff- four different training bases. And so they kind of wheel and deal. Like, hey, we got we got a stud in this class. He needs to go to F-35s. And they'll, they'll bump it around. Mm. And so the commander's talk, and they can wheel and deal that way. So on my drop, we call it drop night. Like there was, I think there was one F thirty five available, and it went to it actually went to one of my academy buddies that was at a different base. Mm, okay. Other than that, there wasn't any other option, so it was just like go down the list. And you got F sixteen. So I call my brother on drop night. I'm like, bro, he's in Korea at this point in time, flying F sixteens. I'm like, bro, I got an F sixteen. He's like, okay, where are you going? I was like, well, I'm going to the desert. I'm going to Holloman down in New Mexico. And he's like, well, I just found out I'm going to Holloman too. No fucking <laughs> no, <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. So we go. I get I get an F-16. We have to do some follow-on training called IFF, Introduction to Fighter <coughs> Fundamentals. We do some, like, aerial gunnery, aerial missiles. We do some air-to-surface, like, simulated bomb dropping. With some of the, uh, oh, there's some programs in the jets where it simulates everything in like a uh, training, training display. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're not dropping anything actually off the jet, but it like shows you what it is. And then, uh, so we go through that, and that's just every single level you go through, just kind of rack and stack, and it kind of weeds weeds out the people as you continue to go. Mm-hmm. But when you go to IFF, everybody knows where you're going afterwards, and so I I end up. Getting Holloman, and I'm waiting around, and I'm like, I finished IFF on time, even though I tried to die again. <laughs> Got meningitis in the middle of it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Somehow graduated on time, and then my brother's birthday's in September, and I wasn't supposed to get down there till like, November. Class start date was, like, March. Well, I wheeled and dealed some paperwork, and I drive over from Del Rio over to... Uh, Alamogordo surprise him for his birthday I'm like happy birthday bro nice. he's like dude you you made it awesome so good how long are you here for and I was like ah oh, just the weekend we're at the squadron of course and then we go to the O club we drink have a good time and then we get home and I got my U-Haul trailer sitting in the front yard <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what I was like I'm moving in <laughs> I had already awesome. pre-coordinated with his wife uh to rent a room and shit i gotta go through all of f16 uh we call it b course stands for basic course uh 
you learn 12 months how to fly an F-16. Hmm. I'm not going to do that living in the same house as him. And he's, That's awesome. He's one of the instructors, same squadron. How old, awesome. Your brother's two years older than you? Yeah. Okay. Two years older, five years ahead Oh, oh wow! in the Air Force. I did uh, seven years of college. Oh, me too. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people go to college for doctor? seven years. Six and a half years right here. <laughs> I didn't go for a minute, and I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you, got the, you got the mug. Right? Got the it's mug. the only thing that I have. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, I don't know, that was wild. Uh, that was a I wild saw year. a thing that said... Um, the F-16s versus F-35s that said F-16s will beat an F-35 in a dogfight any day. But if the F-35 is miles out, then – and there's one F-35 and there's six F-16s, then there will be no more F-16s. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So when was the – like, continue on. Like, when was the transition? <laughs> which was which to transition? The, to the F-35? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you exactly. saying? <laughs> Not that kind of transition. Yeah, well, I just figured that you didn't, like, we weren't going to talk about that kind of weird shit around here. Uh, so I did a year and a half in Korea, and then they gave us follow-on assignments. Well, I was so sick and tired of being anywhere but the U.S. Every F-16 base is overseas, mm. or there's right. one in South Carolina, Shaw, and, like, all those guys are always gone. Hmm. So I was like... I want an F-35 if I can. I stayed an extra six months in the Korea to try to get one, and I ended up getting one. Hmm. No shit. And it was like, sweet. Worked out. A bunch of my buddies did, and they just opened the floodgates on uh, F-35s, transitioning over from the F-16. So, Well, because that's like, it wasn't very many years ago, like, you know, it was all F-16s up here, F-16s oh, yeah. at Elmendorf. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I remember working on, we worked on some of the F-22 stuff down at Elmendorf. And then these F thirty the F thirty five hangers and flight simulator and stuff up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of weird to think. That, yeah, there's like not hardly any F sixteen like dedicated oh, yeah. bases. You always see like the the aggressor, you know, the red flag guys mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But that's just a training. No, those guys are those guys are homies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a love hate over there. They love flying up here, but I think they they get removed a little bit from like the combat air force. Yeah. As far as uh, doing more of the red replication, but I mean they do an awesome job on their on their side of the house. But yeah, I got to go to Eglin. I went down to Florida for six months. I got out of Korea just in time, January of 2020. COVID wave was just oh, crossing man. the Yellow Sea. <laughs> nice. Florida was like the last breath of hope. Yeah, and then all the tourists couldn't go, so the beaches were wide open. Oh, nice. Old DeSantis down there just <laughs> keeping you guys alive, huh? Yeah. Tell you what, 2020 around here was pretty hopping for cheap gas and <laughs> dead bears. and Yeah. But, yeah, I got up here in August of 2020 and just I probably missed a good hunting season in 2020. I didn't even think about it. I was just getting my feet under me. But since then, it's been been awesome. Slowly gearing up and just kind of adding to the list to get around Alaska. Yeah. It takes a bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big state. Yeah. There's too much to do. Well, I'm just saying gearing up takes a bit. Yeah. Yeah, first pur- first purchase was an ocean boat. Yeah. <laughs> In Fairbanks. In Fairbanks. <laughs> 600 miles away. <laughs> I'll tell you fucking what, I'm though, sorry, you 400 put that thing away. to good use. Yeah. You're crushing I it. it. <clears throat> I love it. You still have it? Oh, yeah. Do you? Oh yeah, I go wear it out all summer. 
Nice. It's a blast. What were you, where is it at Valdez or down in? I keep it. I keep it in town. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All just right. so I can make a run any which way. Nice. So it's been good. It's a little 20 footer. Yeah. 150 with a 10 horse kicker. Nice. Just fish killing machine. Where would you rather fish? Where would you rather go? I like love, if you if you were just sword. like you can go anywhere you want sword yeah yeah you can go anywhere any way, which way out of sword which I love yeah if Valdez you're stuck going up the Valdez arm mm-hmm. the fishing is so hit or miss just seasonal based on the salmon runs and if you want to go catch them consistent you got to run out to Hitch and Broker Montague exactly and you're just like oh, dude I'm still doing a three four hour run I got to run through Satan's asshole across the middle of yeah Prince William Sound. Mm-hmm. Versus sewer, dude, I can sneak around Barwell. I can go that way if the weather's nice, or I can run out to Chiswell yeah, or whatever. So That's cool. I love that. Homer's awesome, but, man, the tides just rip my boat. Yeah. Like, you see all the charter boats out there, and they're all 42-footers, yeah. and they're 54-footers, yeah. and they're posted up, and they got the giant anchor, and they're just sitting on the holes, and they yeah. can get the chum slick out and fish for a good, like, two, three hours during the slack tide yeah i got about a 30 minute window before my anchor starts dragging i'm just like oh man guess we're drift fishing today boys (laughs) (laughs) but man yeah we go post up and go wax them it's fun yeah it's cool fills it up quick i always tell the tell the guys in the squadron i always book a get a couple of them to bite off to come for three or four days on the front end and then give me a down day in the middle and then i get another three or four rolling in on the back end for no the last kidding. three or four days, and I just stay down for the whole week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fill it up. That's uh, cool. They don't That's know what they're shit. signing up for ever, though. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Taking all these guys out that have never fished. and Yeah. Shit. When it's cool, it's one thing, like, all of us appreciate about up here, like, take some, I mean, take some time and getting used to it and some, inve- you know, like, some investment, but just the freedom to be like, ah, well, let's go rip around here. For right yeah. now, or let's go do that, or this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, find what you love and just full send on it. That's where I was with the boat. I was like, man, if I'm going to do anything in Alaska, childhood dream, I want to go halibut fish, salmon fish in Alaska. It's just like that place I've always wanted yeah. to be. Pinnacle. Finally, finally here, and I'm just like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I was in Guam, and I was buying a boat. No <laughs> We were on a TDY, and I'm like going through the boat trader. My buddies are like, what are you looking at? And I was like boats <laughs> well there's a lot like there's a lot of people that cycle through that i'm sure just regret for the rest of their lives like not doing shit not while doing they're here shit. yeah man yeah all the new guys that show up i'm like all right if you think of it as a long-term rental that's mm. your best way to look at it you're gonna buy it now or you're gonna sell it in three years maybe lose couple hundred bucks maybe thousand bucks or maybe make fucking money or make money yeah that's most and i w- honestly with shit like that a lot of time, it like you go if you boats, take care of your machines, shit, quads, you snow throwers, make trailers. Money. Yeah, just like so that usually gets a couple guys more more involved. But if you I don't know. get it, then you're stuck. Yep. So. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, love it. Fuck yeah! So, what was the first Alaska hunting extravaganza? That you did. I said I I didn't go hunting that first year, but I showed up in August of 2020. Did a fishing trip down to Valdez, and then end of October rolls around, and random buddy from uh, he's from Tennessee originally messages me. He's my brother's buddy actually. He goes, "Hey, you want to go hunt on Kodiak?" There you go. <laughs> I'm like, well, 
You said October? Yeah. They're getting ready for a, a bear. Bear hunt guy had a Kodiak tag, and he goes, I'm like, well, there's no time like the present. Might as well buy some gear and get ready to go. So get on my shit, get on a plane, fly out to Kodiak, meet up with the boys, and it's a 12-day bear hunt. Hmm. Fucking nice. epic first That's hunt. awesome. <laughs> epic first hunt yeah. in Alaska. That's I was waiting for you to say the 40-mile hunt. I'm like, so oh, awesome. We well, then they do the non-resident military, <clears throat> yeah. which is epic. So I got the blacktail tag. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got a gun. I'll get a blacktail, maybe. If I don't, awesome. I'm just going to learn how to hunt in Alaska and like yeah. the process. And so we went out, unbeknownst to me at the time, we went out and got camp set up two days early. And then day before the season starts, we ended up going out and maybe doing a little scout trip. It was, looking back, guy had an awesome game plan. To go kill a bear. Maybe not the best area on Kodiak. I don't really know. I had no idea of anything on Kodiak at that point in time. But I knew, watch the YouTube videos, obviously. And like, hey, you can't see these bears. Like, bear rock, bear log, bear bush. Like, everything's a bear out there. At least from what I was seeing. So we're just glassing on the hills. And like, we end up doing like three miles that first day. To get up to this big, big hill that's going to look over a bay to the left. And then a lake on the right. And we're up there, and we bump some black-tailed deer. I'm like, oh, day one? <laughs> nice. I'm going to shoot a deer on day one? I this is perfect. Fill in my tags. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then we'll have a gut pile. Yeah. And then you have the deer carcass out there. If we quarter it up, like, maybe a bear's going to move in on it. And then, like, you're like, okay, maybe this is all going to work out. Well, I drop. we bump this buck. Bump a nice like eight point black tail mm. runs off. I have no idea what's actually happening because I'm just following this other guy, and we end up dropping our bags and we we go down another like four hundred yards. We're looking. It had it had bumped out of some willows, went across like this little ravine, and then went in some other willows and we couldn't see it. And so we kind of followed over and we sat there for like twenty minutes, nothing. And they're like, okay, we need to go get our bags. You. S- I'll stay here. You go get your bag. Buddy goes back. It's his bag. Walks back to where I am because I was watching the willows where it ran in. It obviously hadn't popped out yet. I go back, get my bag. And as soon as I get my bag on my back and I turn around, Buddy's got his bag off his shoulders. He's down <laughs> on a knee. Oh, my. <laughs> and he's the guy with the bear tag. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you son of a gun. I look over. Bucks pops up. It's like 600 yards away from me, 200 from him. He lights it up, uh, drops it, and I was like, oh. So that was that was the first one. We go over, and he starts gutting it, and he's like, hey, go up on this little little knoll. Just give me like a little 360 look. Make sure nothing's moving in. Sounds like your buddy's having a good bear hunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was nailing it. Right? <laughs> he was nailing it. Well, we get up on top. I get up on top of this little knoll, and I'm looking down. He's, I don't know, elbow deep in this deer. Do like 270 degree turn, looking down this little creek going down to the bay. Bear. Oh, nice. Like, hey, get not a here. rock, not a log. Get up here. I'll, <laughs> I'll teach you for shooting a, bear, a deer out underneath me. <laughs> well, don't forget, it's the day before the season oh, starts. Yeah. Right. Motherfucker walks up. He's like, man, that's a good bear. Wish I could shoot it. Oh. I, I didn't know until this, this point at this point in time. And he's like, what do you mean? 
It's like, ah, oh, season doesn't open till tomorrow. Oh, oh. face palm. I was like, nice deer <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it was wild. But uh, shit, they got three days later. We saw every kind of season in Kodiak. Sunshine, snowed, windstorm, rainstorm. Yeah, yeah. All within like six, seven days. It was wild. But on like day four, we see a bear across the lake. And of course, I'm not the guy that's ever been hunting before. So they're like, you stay. <laughs> you keep eyes on the bear. We'll do some like game bag coordination. Yeah. yeah. Just let us know like this if it's going to stay, this if it moves down, this if it moves. He brought right, like the flat. light up like. Yeah. It's like college a flagger. Yeah. I'm just like okay. So I get to watch all this happen through a spotting scope from about a mile and a half, two miles away. They go around and like two hours later they get get over to the other side and we had a game plan. It was like okay, the guy that in, had invited me wasn't the guy that had the bear tag, but he had been bear hunting before. And so he got chosen over me because he had some bear hunting experience. And so they go over there and they sit They sit on this little knoll. And the game plan was they're going to sit on this little knoll. And it upslopes. There's another little hill. And then it goes really steep. But you can't see over the second knoll. And, of course, they're supposed to just sit on that first one. And they're looking up. And the bear, of course, had fed down on the way over. And so it's out of sight. And they're supposed to just sit there and wait. And then check in with me and, like, where'd it go? Well, they don't. They sit there for about 10 minutes, walk up to the second knoll. The guy that doesn't have the bear tag raises his rifle to where I think the bear is. Three shots. Come to find out there's a black tail. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just on the other side of the hill. They give it, like, 15 minutes. I see him, like, looking around, looking around, nothing. I'm just, like, looking through the spotting scope, like, what is going on, boys? This is so wrong. Because I have no idea that there's yeah. a deer mm-hmm. at this point. They wait like the 15 minutes, and then they walk down. And then they're walking up through the that Kodiak grass that's like oh. over my head. Mm-hmm. Fucking wicker basket. Yeah. Bullshit. Fucking salmon berry. Oh, God. Stuff's awful. <clears throat> and they're walking up through this grass. The My buddy that was, had the deer tag, he's like 6'6", six, 6'8". Six, six, Big old, big old guy. And so he can actually see. And as he's going up to that second hill, the grass parts in about 10 yards in front of him, there's the bear. Oh. oh. And it happens in about like 15 seconds. Bear pops up like giant prairie dog and just on his hind leg, like can't tell what it is. And like, pow, Ooh. goes down, jumps up again, down, side lunges, pops up a third time down and then just side hills and takes off oh. he didn't he couldn't shoot he couldn't shoot couldn't see like not he didn't like, want to shoot the guy the guy that didn't have the bear tag was in front oh the guy that had the tag was behind Fuck. he said if it was coming at him he was gonna shoot but it didn't side hills across and then uh it stops 150 yards away right on the edge of the willows got a clear shot Always zoom your scope out, folks. <laughs> yeah. He had about a 10, 15-second window. Couldn't find it. Oh, had the oh, scope shit. zoomed all the way in from shooting the deer. Yeah. No kidding. Gone. Jesus. Fuck. So, totally could have executed, but well, some execution errors, but... Uh, is what it is, yeah. man. Yeah. Wild experience. And the whole time, I'm just like, fuck. 
I'm gonna have so much. It food. looks so easy when you're looking at it through a spotting scope, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. freaking out because like I'm like, boys, there's a bear on the other side of that hill, yeah. and then it pops up, and I'm just like, <clears throat> fuck. I can totally helpless. Two thoughts. I'm like, I have so much food to eat at camp. <laughs> <laughs> Second thought. They have the Garmin in reach. Oh, <laughs> so that's going to suck going to get that. <laughs> Having to go get it. <laughs> Sifted it. It out of a shit pile. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that, that ended up wrapping up. Bear. <laughs> that wrapped up my first hunting experience in Alaska. It was that's good. a pretty epic first hunting experience <laughs> in Alaska. There's a lot of people who hunt Alaska their whole life and never been to Kodiak. Yeah. And I can't get enough of it, man. It's, it's an awesome freaking place. Yeah, one of the other guys that was, uh, he had another Kodiak tag, a different guy, uh, that was buddies with this guy that I went with. He got a nice boar, maybe like eight miles away from where we were. Nice. In a different unit. But that fucker, they climbed up like 2,500 feet, shot it, it slides down into a frozen lake. Oh, shit. And they they don't have a winch, so they can't get it out. It's like halfway in the lake, freezes overnight as we're oh, trying to get man. it out. Oh. They had to fly in a winch. To get it out, one of the come-alongs to even... They got it out and got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, right yeah. But, yep, shit happens. Those things are hard to move when they get in a shitty spot. Oh, they're so weird, too. Mm-hmm. They're just hard. I mean, just in general, they're just hard to deal with. They're hard to move, no matter what you have. Even the fucking come-along or whatever. It's like pain in the ass. Arms, yeah, I, arms and legs moving everywhere. Yeah. Way. It's bizarre. Yeah. No, it is. And there's nothing to grab, really. You grab onto their leg, and you're like, my hands. Don't even go. You, like, grab their yeah, paw, yeah. and you, like, try to, like, lock your fingers into their, like, pads on their paws. And you're like, this ain't doing shit. Like, I can't even, like, get a hold of this. There's nothing to pull on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it was like the grizzly bear I killed this spring when he dropped right there. I was like, oh, I could get him in the boat hole. Uh-uh. <laughs> it took all I was worth just to move him, like, ten feet to... With my sled, like I rolled him onto my sled, and like his head's off one end, shoulders off one end. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, and uh, I had to, I had to get that thing out of there in pieces. Jesus, I didn't want him like to leave him. I still want to hunt black bears. Didn't want to leave him there and kind of foul stuff up. So Mm. yeah, he had to come out there in three trips. Damn it. Yeah. Did you eat him? Oh fuck no, no, no. I've tried a couple of them. Yeah. I'll pass. Hard pass here. You did, though. Yeah. Your first grizzly yeah. bear you killed. North, North Slope. Cranberry How was it? bear. Looked awesome. bad, huh? Nice. Yeah. What? Backstrap. We packed out like 40 pounds of bear fat. Had you had yeah. anything besides bear before that? What do you mean? Like, like game? Yeah. Yeah, I've had elk. Like if you had some real food, <laughs> real food first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've had... Uh, had moose, caribou. Okay. <clears throat> Never had sheep. I need to check that one off. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. We would mm. render down that bear fat. She's so just crystal clear. Yeah. Then we just thin slice the backstrap or whatever steaks we had. Salt and pepper, fried up. It was awesome. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've never had one that's we followed him up we followed him up there's bear trail out there and it was like every 100 200 yards was just cranberry cranberries yeah i'm sure if if that's all they've been eating they're probably i'm sure they're fine yeah i think i just think that they probably have like a higher propensity for eating rotten shit than black bears do Mm -hmm. oh for Mm -hmm. sure yeah and it just depends on the one you find and the one you kill 
that like what has been eating. Yeah, and my that, buddy that went with me on that one, he does like a balsamic cup of balsamic vinaigrette in a crock pot and just like eats away, makes it super tender and just hmm. shreds it. Bear tacos, he loves it. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was wild. That's cool. Fish bear. Yeah. No, hard pass. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they stink. <laughs> when you can like taste, I've had the. Last time I had fish bear, someone made summer sausage from a fish bear, and I could, like, tell you it was a fish bear before my mouth actually touched, the, you know, when, that, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I wanted salmon, can, I'd fucking I'd just <laughs> fish one right out of the river. <laughs> they have, like, a very unique smell to them. Like, when you open it up, Christina's, my wife's and my dad's bear were fish bears, and I remember sitting in the tent after we shot Christina's bear, and. We, uh, I'm like, and I was catching fish the day that she shot her bear. Yeah. So I'm like, man, those fish stink. And then it didn't hit me till later on the night. Like, it's that fucking bear. And it stunk. It, it was on my clothes until the next season I opened up my tote and opened it and it smelt like that bear. I'm like, mm. yeah. New clothes. One bear at the lodge. Oh, you get into fucking bears that have been on whales. Well, yeah. It's the worst <laughs> goddamn thing you've ever smelled in your life. It's fucking horrible. It's just like dry heaving the whole time you're skinning them. It's so gross, and their hair their hair is just like caked and fucking fat yeah. and grease and just they're disgusting. It's one so of them, fucking one of those foul. bears I was fleshing with my <clears throat> ulus and got done for the night. Whatever, set them on the table, didn't wash them off. The next morning, oh, yeah. that bear fat or like that whale bear fat so rancid it ate the epoxy. Oh yeah, it might I don't doubt handles. it. Yeah, they can get into some foul shit. I mean, they and they too. love it. They <laughs> absolutely love it. That's exactly right. I mean, it's a fucking the whales wash up on Kodiak all the time, mm-hmm. like all over the place. And it's it's like you this year. You're like, why? You know, texting me you're like, why do you think they're, we're not seeing anything? And I'm like. I don't know. Most people go to Kodiak. They're like, well, we saw bears. We didn't get one or we got one or right. whatever the case may be. We saw 15 bears or whatever the case is. And I was like, I don't know, man. We've, we ran into this shit in the past at the lodge where we're like, start our spring season or fall season or whatever it may be. And we're like, where the fuck are all the bears? We're like on these beat places that we normally see bears. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing, 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 nothing going on. And then all of a sudden you're like... <laughs> Let's just start looking around in different areas that we don't normally go to, and all of a sudden you like come around a corner somewhere, and you're like, "Holy shit!" There's a bear. There's a fucking whale washed up on the beach oh. here, and there's like sixty bears. When you sit back and look yeah. at it for a little while, you're like, start looking, and you're like, "Look at the cycle of bears that are like the big ones feed, and then they move off when they're red done, and then smaller ones come, and it's yeah. like." Well, shit, that's why we're not seeing anything anywhere because that smell just goes forever. Everywhere. And the bears, anything that can smell it, will go there and feed on that. Imagine a whale that's like a 50-foot fucking humpback whale washes up on the beach. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of food for a lot of bears. And they can smell for miles so yeah. far away. And all those bears that would have been dispersed in all these areas are all congregated in one spot. And you're not going to see shit anywhere but right there. And it's once you find if you find it, you know there was years that we were like this season sucks. Like 
we got one out of four or five bears or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was years that we were like, fuck, there's a fucking whale washed up. And to me, I was like, oh, wow, this must be like super random. That it's not, though, huh? It's fucking bizarre, like how many yeah. whales, like with all those boats and cruise ships, and I, I think, I don't I mean, I don't know. I what mean, kills fucking, them? Maybe they die of old age for all I know, mm-hmm. but like dead whales wash up on the beach more than you would think. Right. Yeah. I was surprised at that. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I not to divert from the subject, but we were just kind of, I mean, when we did the same hunt in 2020, and the first day we saw bears, we saw a sow and three cubs, and then we saw a boar chasing the sow and three cubs. Yeah. And then it wasn't until the next day we didn't see a bear. No, the next day we did see a bear, but we lost it in the willow or in the alders, and then the following day we found the same bear and shot it. And then the next day we found my dad's bear and shot it. So I was a little taken back that we hadn't even seen a bear. Yeah. You know, like, and this is an area where there's uh we're on a lake, there's fish and it, it's like the perfect habitat for you would see for, you'd want to see bears in, right? Fish in the fall. In but the lake. what we kind of came to the conclusion was that, uh, there were so many fish in the lake that the bears had no need to come out during the day and fight and for food yeah. that there's, there's a readily available food source for them. So they would come out during the night or come out whenever mm-hmm. and they would feed and they'd just go back and sit in the, in, in the trees for the rest of the day, you yeah. know, whereas if there's a low density of fish, you know, they're always looking for food. They're always looking for the next meal. Well, they didn't need that there. I mean, there were thousands of fish on the lakeshore this yeah. year. They're just everywhere. So we were spearing them. We were sharpening sticks and spearing them. Get there's some so many food going. Yeah. We didn't have any food. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there were situations like we take people to Bear View in a certain spot, the lodge that I worked at, and in the daytime it would always be like sows and cubs or just sows, mm-hmm. lone sows or whatever, like fishing for salmon, which you're taking people to everyone's not like smaller boars and shit like that. But if you go over there at night, like on a night mission, late evening, like no clients or anything, and we'd go sneaking up there. Always like big boars, mm-hmm. like in like close to dark, and you're just like, ain't fucking around. They're here at night. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to be in the daytime and mm-hmm. screwing around. They're like nocturnal animals. They're out. Like there's a reason why they're as big as they are, and it's because they don't want to screw around. We saw a bear sign. We saw bear digs. We saw fresh bear shit and uh, fresh bear tracks too. Because we would, we had like an area that we kind of, we tried to keep ourselves to like one spot to not spread our, spread our scent around. But we'd walk up and down the shore every now and then and look to see like around like little coves and whatnot in this lake. And we walked around a cove and there were fresh bear tracks. Like this wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. And we were out here all night last night, or until you know the sun went down and we were up before the sun came up. So it is what it is, you know. Yeah. But so. Yeah. yeah. They're not as easy to hunt as you think they are. They're pretty freaking smart. That's amazing how smart they are. Oh, yeah. 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 Tyler, do you fly? No, I don't. No? You fly as when well. Some, <laughs> when, somebody, yeah, when, <laughs> when someone else is steering the airplane, I do. But, <laughs> but no. I, uh, I don't know. I told myself I was going to get into it for a while, but I think I'm okay with it. Like I, you know, some of the old timers and mentors that I have had, I've 
through you know what they've told me and i've got the pressure the impression is like if you want to fly like you gotta want to fly like you gotta just want to fly mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. i just repeated myself but no, i understand for emphasis yeah like i i think uh, i mean my only purpose I, mean, I think i would enjoy flying but i think my only purpose for getting my own plane and flying would be for hunting and like I just yeah I don't know that it, I would find it ultimately like worth all the cost and mm-hmm. I mean if I had like money out my ass you know I'd probably di- would definitely be a different story and when you know yep maybe but um that's a long that's a long winded way of saying no yeah. I do not I drive a riverboat yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah it's. Uh, I started that. It can't be like the part-time hobby. That's for sure. No, I no. That's where it gets like it's it's like becomes a very like I think to really. I would imagine that to really like. Be a long-term pilot, plane owner, whatever. Like that's you got to have more of a more of a love for flying in the in airplanes and stuff than simply wanting it as a tool to get out in the woods. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I started that whole – so I flew my first aircraft in high school. One of my dad's friends was a pilot, and he took me flying a couple times, and I kind of fell in love with it. And when I joined the Marine Corps, I went straight into aviation. Like, I was – I worked in helicopters, you know, and and uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, my goal for going to school was to get into mechanical engineering and then, and then kind of work on aircraft and get my pilot's license, but – Got my engineering degree, but then I went into construction. It has nothing to do with aviation, which is fine. But um, I started my I started flying, uh, and then my wife and I got pregnant with twins, and then that whole thing kind of took took a back seat for a while. Um, but I think you know, you know, I've next year, next summer, you know, I I think it's one of those things that if you're going to do, you kind of have to just devote your time to it. Um, and stay consistent with it. So next summer, I'm just going to really devote time to uh, what I want to do is going out to Anchorage because they have more uh, time slots available for flying than they do up here. There's only one instructor course mm-hmm. or course up here, uh, Pro Flight. But down there, they have you know Blue River Aviation. I mean, there's a there's oh, yeah. a whole spew of them down there. So I'll go down there for a weekend, two weeks, and then to fly and then come back up and you know. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it'd be really cool. Epic, dude. My goal is to have a hangar home someday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My goal oh. is to have a hangar home someday. So after flying, like, do you you do any like, uh, just bush plane flying I, at all? I too? do. So how does it like? How does it feel like transitioning from a, a like it's got to feel state like of the walking, art like walking. best in the world like fighter jet to flying? <laughs> I feel like I'm a pilot again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to... Like, fly the airplane. You have to yeah. fly the airplane, yeah. In the F-35, we got auto throttles, so if I want to go in airspeed, I can just hit a button, and it'll just modulate the engine to fly that airspeed. Yeah. If I want to fly a certain direction, I just hit a button, and it'll fly that way. Hmm. So, a lot of it's automated, and it kind of gets you away from those natural pilot skills, skills that they yeah. trained us so so much to do. I see this as, like, the like the setting for Top Gun 3. <laughs> We've lost our skills. Wasn't that like the Top Gun, you know? We lost our skills. <laughs> when I first met David. Oh, yeah. I don't, whatever, I don't remember his last name or whatever you guys called him, but old Joker. Joker. Yeah. He uh, 
I was like, man, I'm just intrigued. He's like, it's not that cool, man. And I was like, what the fuck are you kidding me? And I was like, what, are, what the fuck? And he was like, have you ever used an iPad? And I was like, yeah. He's like, then you could fly one of these things. And I was like, come on. He's like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I, like, have- I like checking in with Frank every once in a while and then just hearing like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You guys, how many sonic booms can you guys make in one day? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting out on the top of a mountain trying to yep. kill something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are playing fucking grab ass where I'm trying to keep on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That was when we were in fucking Harper. Yeah. I, was, I hit the fucking mm, deck mm, one day. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh, man. You guys were up so fucking high. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that sheep was 2010. It was the first time I went sheep hunting by myself. I was like stalking them, or what? I uh, yeah, like it's not a whole lot to the story. I can abbreviate, but I was I was sneaking up on these sheep, and I had seen two other people. Like the, I was camped down low in this kind of eh, not too long of a canyon, but. I'd worked my way up the side, spotted this group of rams, seen there was him and another big broom, like another broomed one in there. And about the time I saw that, I saw two people walking across the head of the canyon, like maybe a couple miles farther mm-hmm. up. Like you could just barely see him skyline. And I'm like, it's opening day. I don't know. I'm still like freaking out. Like, I don't know, the, in a very high pressure area. I don't know where people are going to pop out from. So I'm just like, exhausting myself like running up the hill to get and then I get start getting over and I start working to where I'm sneaking down and I hear boom boom and I'm like no somebody <laughs> somebody got my ram <laughs> but it was yeah sonic boom <clears throat> oh shit that's cool we never get to hear them right yeah yeah exactly. so they're always behind you in the cockpit it's just dead quiet yeah is it really oh yeah well you're fucking so you get, like, far this away little, from it by the time little, like, it hum, like, happens <laughs> You get, like this little like ice skates and the jet'll like wobble a little bit as you go transonic, and then once you hit 1.0 Mach, nothing changes. the The wobbling stops and you just continue. But I was fishing down in Delta, down in Delta Clearwater, like midweek one day, <laughs> and the boys are flying. Oh my god! I was like, we make way too much noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you're just up there banging on your iPad, shooting <laughs> missiles, having a good, a good old time. Here we go, boys. Yeah. What's your call sign? Uh Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Do you guys have like a whole ceremony for that? We do. You yeah. do. Oh yeah. Called a naming. naming. Very uh, fighter pilot culture. It's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Keep everything pretty in house, but uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, of course, all the news. right after the beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a call sign to make good, it on the court. Good call. <laughs> uh, the first time I met Joker, and I don't remember the other dude that was, that was with him. It was at my place. We were having a party, and they came over, and there was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 people. We had to put fire going and shit, and... It's kind of like a little dead time, and I was like, oh, we need some music. So I go in, and I, I fucking put it on fucking Ted FM, and the fucking song is The Danger Zone. Comes oh, on. Like the first fucking song, I turn it on, and I looked at both of them, and I was like, 
I swear I didn't call this in. I didn't request this song. And they both start to lose their shit. You know, I was like, this is just total coincidence. And then they, when they leave, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And they're like back up to like pull out. And then their truck just sits there for a long time. We're still, everybody's like hanging out and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are those guys doing? All of a sudden the windows come down. They're just fucking blaring. And he like blares the fucking danger zone for a little bit. Then he turns it down. He's like, I don't wake up to this on my alarm clock every morning. Just kidding. Fucking cranks it back up. And they're like, we'll go ripping out of the driveway. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Jo- Joker was my roommate for uh, about a year. And I w- we do these upgrades. And you, you're under kind of high stress. And, like, you, you fly with an instructor. And everything you do is, like, criticized and critiqued. Like, never tell you what you did good. It's always, like, you need to work on this. Fix this. You did this wrong. And you're just like, okay, life kind of sucks. You're just putting a bunch of pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. and then somebody else is always telling you how bad you are. But it's to make you better in the end. Right. You only learn from all the things you screw up. And so, Joker, of course, every morning I got one of these like upgrade rides. He's blasting yeah. Steel Panther, <laughs> Eye of the Panther as loud as he can to wake me up. And I'm just like, all right. But, I mean, he's he was one of our weapons officers, so he's full-up instructor, just loving it. He's like, dude, you're going to nail it. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. <clears throat> he's an animal. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys are fucking something else. I went to that party at your house, the one that I went to. Yeah. It's like a two-year two occurrence. One of the other dudes <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, Joker? Yeah. He used to be an Abercrombie and Fitch model. <laughs> and I'm like... What the fuck? Then I go to him and he's like, shut the fuck up. Don't listen to any of these fucking guys. I'm like, like, well, he's got the look, you know? I'm like, well, shit, he probably could have been. He's like, don't fucking listen to what any of these guys are telling you about me. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, getting back to the fundamentals of just bush flying, you fly so slow and you just have to be so precise. Like, if you screw something up, like, that margin of error is so little in like 150 horsepower compared yeah. to this will my left hand fixes everything you yeah. have 35 so go faster not, yeah not quite the same in a, mm. in a little i got a satabri up here now nice so i've been putzing around in that and yeah i pulled the trigger on it this last year with a buddy and man it was awesome that's cool you just see a completely different side of alaska yeah nice did good? you have to do any did you do any kind of you had to do a training. I had to do a tailwheel checkout. Okay. So it was, I think it's 10 hours. I can't remember the exact number of hours, but we got a CF double I who endorsed us and yeah. get checked out and man, start with the basics. Can you do that right through the military or do you have to like go private to private? Yeah. Yeah. It's all public, nothing in the military for the tailwheel checkout. But he's like, you will not land off airport until you get 200 landings. At Brad, Brad at Bradley Air Park. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> can do. I'm out there every single day, flying over all my buddies' houses. They're like, "What is that green plane? It's so stinking loud." <laughs> I'm <just> like, Sorry, <laughs> I have to take off yeah. right over my commander's. Like, house. I can't sonic boom out of this, yeah. but I'll throw fucking M80s <laughs> out of the window at your house. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> So did you buy the plane and then get your tailwheel endorsement, or did you get your tailwheel endorsement and then buy your plane? I uh, bought the plane and then did. did the tail endorsement. Yeah, okay. it was pretty. I could go all in. Yeah. There's no reason to just <laughs> yeah. tiptoe into it. So Another one. Yeah. If you don't want the plane, you can sell it for more money than you got it for. 
Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. God, when did you buy your plane? Uh, May. This okay. Year. So I was looking last year, 2022, mm-hmm. 2021, and plane prices were just out the fucking roof, man. Like 180 for a 150 Super Cub. 160 Super Cub was like whew. they're coming down a little yeah. bit, I think, but like it's still a madhouse. And you just do the old now. litmus test, and if if Bobby out there in North Pole's still getting four thousand dollars for his twenty five year old four wheeler, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah, there's. I was like, well, maybe I won't be buying my own plan anytime soon. But they started coming down to like a reasonable price, so I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, dude, it's been a blast. I got float skis with it as nice. well. Oh, good. When did a float plane rating in okay. June? That was epic. Yeah. Similar to like what you were talking about. We went down to a lodge on the way to Seward and uh, it's like you go for a week and like you just fly your balls off for a week. Like you're flying two times a day. Yeah. Trail Lake Lodge and we're just, just going. I went with another buddy that was in the squadron with me. Actually, the buddy that bought the plane with me. I was like, we're going to go learn how yeah. to fly on floats. Is that cool? Like, do you think that that's fine? Buying a plane with somebody else? So far, so good? Or Yes, I think it depends on the person. Definitely. I've just heard nothing but nightmare stories about people going in and buying planes with somebody else. Seems to be like a a bad ending, almost all the stories that I've heard. I didn't ask everybody everybody to buy a plane with me. Right on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's a good old boy, and he's uh, he loves it, too. It's been been a blast. Cool. Did you guys take it hunting this year? I did, yeah. You did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, it was the whole work up all summer to get to, like, Can I Lion off airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, We got nice. about 350 landings, and then it was like, okay, September's rolling around. Get everything dialed in, and all right, pick it out where we want to go. Yeah. A couple overnight camping trips, Ju- July, August. That was fun, scary, some learning experiences, landing off airport. Yeah, how was that your first time? Oh, uh, ter- terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I flew out with another buddy that's got a Super Cub, and he's got it all decked out with 35-inch tires. The, <laughs> the really nice gear. Yeah. So it's just absorbing Forgiving everything. Fucking... I'm on the little Airhawk 850s with the spring spring steel gear. I feel every little bump. I'm just like, ah, I need about 800 feet to take off, like, realistically. Yeah. He's taking off in, like, 400. No kidding. He's landing in, like, about 300. I'm landing, like, 500. Jeez. So I'm like, we go look at all these strips. And be like, eh, you you go ahead and do a touch and go. I'll just, how do you find I'll out just about, hold How high. do you find out about strips? <clears throat> I, uh, multiple sources. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tundra Pilot has a ton of them now. Yeah. So Tundra Pilot, we fly obviously all over Eastern Alaska in the in the jet. So mm-hmm. I always keep an eyeball out. And then four For, flight, and you like even in the jet, you can see strips. Oh yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, no shit. Going 600 miles an hour. Yeah, you can slow her down a little. Poaching Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. Poaching Jerry's fucking strips. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> no, it, it does have its, uh, it does have its it's like, candy moments. He's like, that, that jet, yeah. I know what your mom had for dinner last night. So. <laughs> yeah. Forf, cool. Forflight has a bunch on there, too. It's like the iPad app that you can. Yeah. Re- that, that are actually labeled, yeah, located. They're, yeah, they're labeled on there, yeah. Hmm. I've heard of Tundra Pilot. I've been on Tundra Pilot before. It's yeah. a pretty cool. I think there's some unhappy people about it, but I do too. I bet there's a fucking lot of unhappy people around here about Fuck that yeah, kind of is. stuff. I mean, half of them though, people can't 
no can't yeah. or shouldn't go land at. Well, it was made for one specific reason was Super Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah you well, look at ninety percent of them; shit it's gets like overgrown quick if it's not used. Yeah, too. you look at ninety percent yeah. of them; it's like three hundred feet takeoff. You're like, oh, okay. at three thousand feet, yeah, altitude in the middle of summer. You're like, yeah. Eh. So that's where I was looking at it. I'm just like, okay, my 800 feet just turned into 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. That's cool. Did a little hedge trimming here and there. Yeah. Taking off. It always loves to pull left as soon as you start going. So you tap the brake, a little right rudder, and then it's not enough. And then hit a little bump. And then it kicks left a little bit. And then the ta- he gets the tailwheel up. And the nose goes down. So you pull up to keep the nose up. Well, you pull up. And then the tail hits. You're just like, oh man, I should have I should have been practicing at Bradley a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> humbling moment. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Little pucker factor. Yeah, put it on the oh shit stories, but that was <laughs> that cub that we looked at this this year, custom, and it was built. No, it was like nose, nose down. down, so that he can see better <laughs> when he's still on his tail wheel. Like they had the whole front it's of it got cut like off more and than, like. Oof. Turned down. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Like more like, than 200 horse motor. It, yeah. But it, it Cub Crafters? Uh, I don't know. It's a custom cub. I have yeah. no idea. Like, I don't know a whole shitload about it, but yeah. I know that I looked at it and was like, wow, wow. <laughs> this is a fucking caddy. Holy shit. Yeah. Look have at you, this thing. You can see this, like, wider, longer, bigger, more horsepower. Yeah. Three blades on the prop. Just like, like, I don't know shit about airplanes, but I look one look at this thing and I was like, wow, this is amazing airplane. And he talked about how he had like cocked the front of it down to be able to see easier. Like when you're still on your tail wheel. Yeah. Those 35s make it impossible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those cubs are ridiculous though. I mean, tails 20, 30 pounds. I don't, I don't even know. I don't own one, but compared to my tail, I use two hands, try to lift it up and it's barely coming off the ground. Hmm. Yeah. Versus, yeah, I sure watch my that, buddies push up the power, and it's just instantly I was just going to say, I could, yeah, with that plane, you know that he can like, just be like, ah, gone, just and we're going, up. yeah, just like fuck, yeah. But then they, you're going eighty <clears throat> miles an hour, right? That's the nice one. I cruise about one twenty. Oh, get there a little bit quicker. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's been fun. It's been wild. Nice. Try not to push it too much. I was high fiving my uh, instructor that gave me my endorsement. I was like, "Hey, I made it made it through one summer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your record clean." Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, shit! But Did uh, how'd your you went moose hunting this fall? Yeah, yeah. I took the, that was where I took the plane. It was wild. Flew down south uh, to the Alaska range, prepped all my gear, got everything all dropped off, and then uh, flew back. And then got my uh, co owner to fly me in. Draw me off and nice. It was wild. That's cool. It was like yeah. totally worked. I probably pushed him a little bit further. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite have as many hours, so like the comfortability of like landing off airport, yeah, was probably a little bit more for him. He probably could have had a couple more reps, but we talked it all through it and got it all worked out. Nice thing, he was nice and light going out of there, so not as big of a factor. But a little twenty knot crosswind quartering crosswind you're below the trees and then as soon as you get above just immediately cants into the wind just as long as you're ready for it you're yeah. fine but as soon as you're not expecting something did well, you go solo i did dude that's a ballsy move <laughs> i didn't want to that's a ballsy move 
See, well, that's the mark of a guy who's like just going to do shit when, no matter what. It's yeah. not like ah, I need a hunting partner. That's no shit. You know, it's like all right, I want to go hunt. I'm going to go hunt. <clears throat> Nobody wants to go with me. Fuck you guys. I'm going <laughs> to their to their uh, my hunting buddies Andrew and Doug. They went out the year prior with me, and Andrew got a like draw tag draw elk down in Nevada, and he's been putting in for like mm. twenty twenty one years. Holy shit. Finally gets this draw tag. So it's like the hunt of his life. He finally gets to go do. And he always gets a seven by seven. Holy fuck. And then my other buddy, Doug. Doug, who I've met. Yeah, Yeah. Doug. Yeah. He's just a gem. Old Wisconsin boy. Just full send. Loves Alaska. Will do anything. Hardest worker. Nicest guy. And he's got to go across the ocean to Japan for work. Oh, and I'm just trying to convince my boss, the squadron commander, like, can he not go? Can he go, like, <laughs> ten days later? He's got to go hunting with me. Don't make me go alone. And he's like, no, he's got to go. He knows the plan. He's got to go. And so both my buddies were just booked. And I was just like, well, what do I do? Another guy wanted to go hunt up on the Yukon with some boats, jet boat. I was like, I don't want to go join the Yukon Highway. Yeah. I know how many boat boat trailers are in that parking lot in September, and I just want no part of it. And so I was like, All of Wasilla, fucking Anchorage, <laughs> Eagle River. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. I was like, I didn't want to play with it. And then like he told me where he wanted to go, and I was like, absolutely not. People are just going to be up and down, up and down, up and down. You're yeah. going to wake up and try to call a moose in, and there's going to be boats ripping by. So I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I was like, especially when you have your own plane. We hunted the same place the year prior. Yeah. And we fucked up the year prior. And we walked away with moose tracks running across this sandbar into the sunset mm. on the last night on the 25th in 2022. <laughs> and that was our last. It was a it was a spike fork that ran away. Yeah. And we didn't get a shot at it. Oh. And we're just like, fuck. We're going back. <laughs> We're fucking going back. And so I was like, personal vendetta, go back, same spot. And I was like, that's what it came down to. It was like, just knowledge of the area, Mm -hmm. game plan of like being able to know how I want to hunt it and execute it was kind of my big takeaways versus going somewhere new, figure everything out again, the whole learning curve of getting there. So I was just like, yeah, it's going to suck going solo. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do more work, but like, Hey, everything takes hard work. So yeah just do it you know what to do go and i was like okay just full send yeah it was awesome tell the fucking story <laughs> fucking epic that can't be the end of it no, no. not at all fuck no <laughs> you guys have dope so i got you guys christmas presents why don't we tell a story like okay finish your story then you, you can stop open your christmas, christmas present. presents right now <laughs> Like you're fucking this whole thing, the rotation up, man. <laughs> when you open it, you'll understand. Oh. But continue the moose story. Maybe it's goose jerky. <laughs> it's not goose jerky, sorry. Maybe it's moose jerky. It's not moose jerky either. Damn it. I'll think about it and guess again. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, decisions made up, just going, hey, I'm going to go. Blast out, get everything pre-positioned. There's a couple hunters that had floated, floated uh, in before, and I was like, hey, can you guys watch my stuff? I'm coming back in the morning, and floating and so just in case anything came through so your plan was to get dropped off and then float yeah i'm gonna float down and then i'm gonna get picked up and then i'll fly fly how, my plane how back far out. away from where you got dropped off were you getting picked up 
about 35 river miles. Right on. So, a <clears throat> little bumpy. It was like class two, class three rapids in some sections. So, what raft did you use? Uh, I had that uh, Pristine Ventures. Pure 49. Legend. Of the legend? Yeah. yeah. Highly debatable on uh, if I should get the uh, row frame on there or not. Yeah. Kayak paddle's a bit of a battle. Yeah. What what class rapids were you going through? Do you know? Like two to three. Two to three. Oh, okay. Did you fucking yeah. pay attention? Oh, no, I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. And there's all the shoots and swings. Yeah. Like, the conversation. It here, just man. throws you into Get some in like game. big exposed <laughs> boulders every once in a while, okay. or there's the... The sweepers around some blind corner. You're just like, I wish I could move this right now. Yeah. <clears throat> With some oars, not a paddle. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a battle. But, yeah, get out there and pump up the raft I had. Dry bag, backpack, tent. I brought a 10-man tent because I was like, I'm going to be comfy for 10 days. I know where I'm going. Just not going to bring a different spot every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't tell me this part. <laughs> Fucking 10-man tent. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Shit. I'm gonna be comfortable. I'm gonna drag my raft in. Oh yeah, I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not messing around. I don't want a little two, three man tent. I want something to be able to stand up. If I get rained on, snowed on, whatever, I want to be able to dry stuff out. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be comfy. Nobody else is going with me, so I got a little extra weight, weight allowance maybe. And so yeah, pump it up, float down, and. I had scouted the area all summer. We fly out there a little bit with the jet, so I'm always doing a little, saving a couple extra hundred pounds of fuel to, you know, make sure I go home the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, start uh, floating down, get posted up, and, yeah, I got, like, two or three meadows that I'm going to sit on. And I'm like, I had seen bulls in each of them over the last month. I'm like, okay, staying here, not moving. Bulls are moving up the valley not going anywhere else i'm just gonna sit here 10 days till the 25th if i get something awesome if i don't i did exactly what i wanted to do Heck yeah. yeah so just sticking with the game plan and waking up every morning like i'm doing the right thing go hunt go call be disciplined just keep doing it take your little two-hour break in the midday and then go get back out there and just wait that's a hard thing to do after a couple of days and not see anything isn't oh it? yeah yeah well i float out first day get all camp set up deflate the raft put it up Kind of mid sandbar, deflate it upside down, tuck it in some willows. Should be fine. Shouldn't have to worry about anything. Alaska range obviously gets super windy. That's what I was concerned about. I was like, eh, I think I did a good enough job. <laughs> that gets everything set up, and then first morning out there, go out and sure as shit, cow right across the meadow. As soon as I get out there, like 7 30. It's lightly snowing. It's like picturesque hunting Alaska scene. I'm nice. like, sweet cow moose. I was like, that's the best bait. Yeah. Best <laughs> bait <laughs> out there. Bait pile right there. I'm like, here we go. And I watch this cow, and it takes about two hours, and it slowly feeds across this big meadow. And then it gets out of sight, and it's there's like sporadic spruce trees throughout the middle of the meadow, and it goes behind a couple. It's maybe 250 yards away. I'm looking through the spotting scope, and I lose it. And that look scanning to the right just seeing if anything is following it and i look back and i see it like it looks like it's jumping up and down on its hind legs and i think it's like it's moving its nugget up and down and i'm like what is going on look at it for another 10 minutes gone nothing and then something else pops up like i don't know 10 degrees to the right and it's a grizzly 
No. Oh, <laughs> no shit. In the same spot that cow just was. And then I, so I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I could shoot a bear, but I won't shoot a bear until like, I'm shooting a bull. Like, I'm killing a bull moose. Yeah. Like, hands down. Your shit well, then I look up what hunt you're on. You, no, your yeah. shit gets but then I look, south on you quick. I look back over, and there's two bears. There's two grizzlies just playing in the snow, like 300 yards away from me, running across this meadow, and they're just like knocking each other in the face and then rolling and then keep running. And I watch them for like 10, 15 minutes, and they slowly make their way across, and they're going to this little creek. And then I hear, whoa, whoa. Look to my right, 50 yards away, bull. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Day one? <laughs> Day one? I'm sitting in my little camp chair. I brought my backpack out. I'm all warm and toasty. I made this little <laughs> blind in the spruce. And I was like, there's no way it's this easy. <laughs> in the area I was in, it had to be 50-inch because I didn't have a draw tag for it. Yep. And this fucker. I, I mean... Third year hunting moose, and I think I had seen one bull in the previous two years. So, like, expert at judging moose. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like the Borat. Not. These pants are gray. Not. <laughs> he walks out fifty yards in front of me. Cows following him, and he's got three on the right, and he's got three on the left, uh, and he had to have four. But on the yeah. left, he had three, and then he's got like a kicker. Halfway between the brow and the palm. Dangerous oh, fucking, game. It is. And I'm just looking at him. Dangerous and I'm like, fucking game all right. to fucking play. I saw him for about 45 minutes. He's 75 yards away. Yeah. Could have smoked him with a bow. Do you think he was 50? I thought he was just under. Just under. Yeah. I thought it was like 46, 48. Uh, and so I wasn't willing to roll the bones. No, fuck <laughs> no. And it was just like, man, he kept, he kept like looking like quarter quarter of the way towards me but he never looked like dead nuts on mm-hmm. so i could never like get a good visual but he was like nice whip, full like, palms yeah yeah and like really good looking bull and i ended up letting him walk hmm. and i was like day one good if, on you if there's That's one smart. on day one there's more coming boys yeah and it was just like here we go next day that ended up that day they feed across the meadow gone and i was just kicking myself a little bit but at the same time i was like no like game plan stick with it we're getting one go back to camp checked out another meadow nothing bunch of sign everywhere there's just like moose highways going through the trees and you're just like is this like the nature trail out here <laughs> <laughs> like who where's the log where's the lodge and the nature trail signs yeah like three miles to whatever lake you're like what's going on it was insane just mm. complete tundra everywhere and then just like a clean well-beaten path huh. that had just been year year in year out Hunt the next day, see nothing. Of course, just like sweating, sweating, just like, did I make the right call? Yes, yes, you made the right call. Wake up the next morning, stop snowing, got super sunny, bluebird day, super cubs flying by. You're just like, okay, nothing moving. I'm just like, damn. Just look for them to tip their wings. Damn it. Oh, there could be something over there. So day two and three, I'm just sitting there just, like, eating myself alive, just like, damn it, man. Whatever. Wake up. Go to bed night of the third day, and the wind just starts picking up. Mm. I'm camped in these big cottonwoods and these big old spruce. It was a really nice camp off the river, and then it starts ripping, like, 60, 70 miles an hour. 
Holy and the shit. trees are just creaking, just cracking. I'm just like, maybe this was the worst campsite ever. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit, my raft. It's coming. It's blowing downriver. My raft was in the willows on the upriver side. So if it blew anywhere, the willows hopefully would catch it. Mm, and so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm up all night, just like sweating. Just like, what is going to, what am I going to wake up to? First thing I'm going to go do is look at the raft, get up at five, run out there with the headlamp, still ripping, raft glued to the ground. Perfect. Mm. I was like, oh. You don't tie it to something? Uh, no, I didn't tie it anywhere. Man. Maybe I should. In the future, <laughs> have a little bit of a rope. It's a bowl. Oh, I had rope. Oh, I had plenty of rope. Tie yeah. to a fucking <laughs> tie to a willow or tie to an alder bush. Yeah, and then you can be like, <clears throat> not thinking about your freaking yeah. draft at all. Yeah, <clears throat> just for the future. Appreciate it. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, but yeah, I was up early that day, and so actually. The night prior, before the wind hit, I saw four cows run across this meadow that I was like my primary spot. And I'm cow calling, cow calling. And then I hear like cow call coming from across the meadow where these four cows went. I'm like, it sounds like I'm making my moose cow call. I don't know exactly how they sound. Like in nature, mm-hmm. like I've heard a couple like YouTube videos in here, but like all the YouTube videos are like somebody else making a cow call, right? Right. Mm. So like, is that actually the cow making that noise? I'm like, whatever, go to bed. I'm like, sweet. There's four cows that just moved across that meadow. Wake up the next morning, get out there nice and early, like seven. Cause I had checked on the raft, get posted up. And I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting. And it's about nine 30 in the morning. And I'd sit out there every day until about noon, take two hour lunch break, and then get back back out there at two. Nine thirty, I hear just the biggest crack in the crack in the bushes behind me. And so I got like a sliver of spruce trees behind me, and then there's like another little slice of meadow, and then it's spruce forest down to the river. And I'm like, oh shit, something's moving through the spruce trees. And I thought I had a good good spot because it's like 200 yards of spruce trees and it's like 600 yards of meadow before it starts going uphill so they're moving through the trees or they're moving through the meadow and so i'm going to prioritize just scanning the meadow over the 200 yards of spruce trees and i'm like fuck it i'm going i'm gonna go check it out (laughs) get out of my little blind hike through the little sliver of spruce and then i get out there and i'm like looking through this like little sliver of meadow and i'm like where is he he's somewhere back here 10 minutes go by nothing i'm like screw it i would go through the days like i'm only gonna cow call this day i'm only gonna bull grunt and rake mm. this day like what's the right what's the right level and then at this point i'm just like screw it i'm doing everything cow call what what date was this it was the 20th oh fucking rip it up on the 20th Fucking tear it up, yeah. bud. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna send it. Yeah. Just make some noise. Yeah. And it was my it was my Andrew who had the elk hunt. It was his birthday. Right on. And so I'm making like these little iPhone videos out there. I was like, hey, birthday bull, here it comes, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> and so no shit. I'm like, start grunting, start cow calling. Then I get back to the blind, I'm just raking, 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 raking. And it's about fifteen minutes later. I'm always looking right because they are most of them were coming from the right up river. Mm-hmm. And I always look left. It was about 400 yards across the meadow to the left, just to keep them honest. And sure as shit, I looked left. 
and just there he is walks out and he's like 400 yards away i'm like shooter yeah so like the difference between day one and day four at this point was like okay you're dead dead this one's the one and he's just on a line he walks down the meadow and just straight to me he went to behind a couple spruce trees i snuck out of my little blind got out in the middle of the meadow waited 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 he's just on a line straight to me and Turns broadside like ninety yards. Did you keep calling? No, dead, like dead quiet. Done once you once you as soon knew as he, he popped was coming, out, stopped. Yeah, yeah. And he was just. I was like, don't even need it. <clears throat> yeah, ninety yards. Turned broadside. Shot him double lung and kicked up on his hind legs like a horse. Goes down, does a one eighty, falls in the same spot. Done. No shit. Perfect. Nice. And I was just like. Not only for me, but it was like Doug and Andrew. I was like, boys, we fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we spent it like 12 days out there the year prior. Yeah. yeah. Saw one little tiny spike fork. And we're just like, okay, we know what to do. And just to get all the way through that point, it was just like epic. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was righteous. And then bull expires. I wait a couple minutes, walk up on him. And as I'm walking up to him, I'm like 30 yards away from him. Two guys walk out of the woods. Oh, oh man. No. This is fucking classic. Two guys walk out of the woods, and they're just hooting and hollering like, yeah, hell yeah, nailed it. This is awesome bull, dude. I'm like, what? (laughs) I didn't even know you guys were there. Like, what? So we go up, and like we're talking over this bull, and there's like, yeah, measure it, 60-inch bull. It's all like all tines. There's no real alms to it. Wild-looking bull. Yeah, it's cool. He's got a big notch in one of his uh, in the palm of the back, and he's got a big like S turn. Wow, tine. And so we're talking, talking. These boys are out of state from Montana, hmm. and like, you want to say who they who they were? Yeah, I can. Yeah, you should. I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll I'll get to it in a bit. Yeah, because right. it, it it's funnier going the other way <laughs> from I guess my point of view, but. So they're, they're talking to me, and they're like, well, we're going to hunt up here for a couple of days. We just got in last night. We were up on the other side of the meadow. We were cow calling. Then we heard you cow calling. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> we were just <laughs> doing it to ourselves, so to speak. And then they're like, yeah, we saw you down river from us. We saw you up early this morning, your camp with your headlight looking something on the river. And I had no idea they were up there, like no lights or anything. And they're like, yeah, uh, we didn't want to shoot that bull because we knew you were down the meadow and it was coming to your call and we heard you calling all morning and just seemed like the right thing to do good on them yeah that's really nice yeah that's, this bull no shit had walked super fucking 75 cool. yards my first reaction i was thinking like they were gonna, you were gonna say oh they came running out oh that's our bull no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 75 yards this thing is benedict fucking bull <laughs> full broadside right in front of him 60 inch oh man alaska bull moose is there I think it was their first or second trip up, first trip to that area. And, like, you think about the out-of-state tag, mm-hmm. all the finances to get up here and, like, to pass on something that's completely legal just because they know uh, That's, that's like, field. kind of above and beyond. Yeah. Just full respect. You wouldn't even, re- like, I wouldn't even blame someone for taking that, just be like, it happened to walk right in front of me, man. And yeah. Like, you couldn't even blame someone oh, for dude, that. It but gets, that's, it's so much okay. fucking better. Like. So then we're talking over this bull that I just shot, and they're like, well, we want to we hunt up here for a day or two. We got 10 days, or we got five days at this point because it was 20th. 
we're going to hunt up here for a day or two. We're going to float 10 miles, hunt for a day or two, and then we're going to hunt or float and then hunt. And I was like, boys, if there's anything I would do is stay in this exact same spot, high elevation, and just wait for them to come up to you. Like they're moving. You don't need to move and just wait. They're like, well, you just shot this one in this meadow. You think one's going to, do you think they're going to keep moving across this meadow? And I was like, probably. But in case they don't, you want to go somewhere else, like pulled up on X. And I was like, here's another meadow. It's like six, 800 yards away through a big old go follow the nature, nature trail. And it takes you directly to this other meadow and go sit there. I saw like six bulls there a week ago. And they're like, okay, sounds good. They hang out for another 15 minutes. They're like, hey, we'll help carry a quarterback uh, when we get back on our way out tonight. And they, they go. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Put the pack down. I'm just like, this is a lot more than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the old timers at base. And they're like, yeah, never never shoot one alone. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I got to find Did it at least die in a decent spot? Yeah, it was in the middle of a meadow. It was a killer. Dry. 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 Yeah, dry. Mm. I don't know, two foot tall grass. Yeah. It was perfect. perfect. I just start skinning one side, get the two quarters off. It's maybe get the quarters, back strap, half a neck. And I wanted to cape him, so I cape started that process. And it's about three hours into it. And I hear, oh man. And I'm like, that had to be those guys. No shit. So they passed on a bull. Let me shoot it. I tell them to, hey, check out this other meadow. They go up and they shoot a bull. No shit. I was like, what? It's, oh. And I just keep going because I'm like, I got one task at hand. It's like full effort on this. Awesome. And I think I started, I think I started hacking on them at like noon. And I think I had it all quartered out by seven. Six or seven. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, Sounds about right for one guy. It might have mm-hmm. been it might have been closer to five. It was five or six. Yeah. And then I, I had about a I think it was half mile walk, maybe quarter mile hike back to camp by the river. And it was no no pack, no weight. It was about eight minutes walking with a pack. It was about like eighteen. And then just start doing trips. I had eleven trips. I guess twelve trips with the hide and just started going and I got what nine to twelve trips done before the sun went down? I put my rifle. That's awesome. Put my rifle. I don't know, three hundred yards away on my trail back, away from the carcass, just in case anything was chilling there. Mm. When I got back, I didn't know what what may happen. Seeing those grizzly bears the day prior, saw a couple wolves out there too. Grizzly bear tracks everywhere on the river. You're just like, okay, I'll just try to be a little bit smarter about it. I'll tie down my raft next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for support. <laughs> <laughs> get that all done and then i'm like okay i got the bowl <sighs> next morning wake up early go back get it and i'm like oh, fuck i can't carry the cape on the nugget with the skull and the antlers all the way back to camp it's just too much weight i gotta cape it all the way out and i'm like of course i've never done this before talk to the taxidermist a little perfect bit perfect spot it. to learn yeah, all right <laughs> think i did a pretty decent job nice. As long as you didn't fucking cut the eyelids out and yeah. fuck anything up, you did fine. That we'll never know because... Yeah, right. I, well, yeah. you get there. <laughs> but, like, 
get it all back to camp. And then it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, do I sit here all day and let the meat sit? I got to build a bunch of alders up and had it, had it basically up off the ground. So get some air. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to go. I need to see if this, my raft is going to, how it's going to handle the river. Like it was like five phase hunting trip and I'm on like phase two right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so I take the next like three, four hours, load up the raft. And every time I take a couple, I get all the meat out there. I get all my tent broken down and everything's out at the raft now. And then I keep moving a little deeper in the river as I'm loading it up a little deeper in the river as I'm loading it up. And that, it just keep, Oh, it got so heavy so fast. Yeah, I bet. I boned out one of the hindquarters. I didn't bone out the other one. And then I didn't debone the front shoulders either. And so I think it was like seven, around 700 pounds of just moose that I was yeah. bringing out of meat and bone. And then it was like the skull with the horns. And then I had like the cape. That's a 150 pound cape. And I'm just like, probably. Fuck. Plus your battalion tent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> it felt nice to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Would I change it? Maybe. <clears throat> but I just want to know how it's going to handle the river. And, of course, my last trip to camp to get my tent, the two guys are standing there. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we got a bowl. And I was like, I know. You guys didn't help me pack out those two quarters. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> you could have this done yesterday. And they're like, hey, we're going to use your camp as uh like to stash all our meat. It's like half mile closer than our camp. And I was like, dude, have at it boys. Like epic. Well, we start passing phone numbers and everything. And I don't find out until after my hunt who these two individuals were, but they ended up having videos of that bull walking past him. One of the guys is lined up. They didn't shoot his bull cause they knew he was calling it. Oh man. They got a video. He's lined up on it. He looks back over the shoulder and like he's legal. It doesn't shoot. It's fu- the video is like unfucking real. And so we're, they end up sending me all these things after, and uh, it ended up being the owners of Onyx. No. Oh shit. wow. <laughs> of Onyx and Onyx Hunt. No kidding. And they're like really good friends. They go on all these hunting trips together. And yeah. They were out there, and. No kidding. Sure as shit. They got, I think it was 55, 56 inch bull up in that other meadow. And then they had a, they had their two raft system to get it out and they were trying to get two. And by the time they filled up their first raft, they're like, we're good no. with one. Yeah. But yeah. That's crazy. Absolute, That's aw- absolute yeah. rock stars. That's awesome. So That's much well, respect and, for and people you, like that. I mean, how people, awesome. when people, what people do, yeah, like when there's no, I don't know what you say. I mean, not that there's no one watching, but you know what I mean? Like, that's that's Dude, the fact that they videoed and watched this bull walk by. I watched the video, and the dude is just like, there's like five different times he could have easily shot the yeah. bull, and they just knew that he was calling it, and it was like on a string going right to him, and they didn't shoot it. So much fucking respect. Yeah. It's like, nobody fucking does that. You know, when yeah. you showed him the meadow, did you use Onyx? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looked at me. He's like, "Hey, do you use Onyx?" And I was like, "Yeah, here you go." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Dad>. awesome. <laughs> that's Absolutely crazy. Epic. Yeah. 
So you epic. Never delight. know who you're gonna run into. Oh yeah, <laughs> middle of freaking nowhere. But yeah, if I say bye to them. They they're finishing up their moose hunt, and I load up that raft, and I was like, okay, I gotta. I'm gonna do seven miles today. I got like 28 miles to go. I'm doing seven a day. Then I'll have whatever after that, but I'll at least know how the raft's gonna handle. I got a couple rapids to go through to see what it does. Get the raft out in the middle. My raft is filled up side to side. Like fucking flush all the way across. (laughs) So you're sitting on top. There you go. His seat was the cape. (laughs) Oh, shit. And I got a kayak paddle. Oh, Oh, man. Jesus. Here's the bowl. Yeah, there's not a lot of more room in that. Oh, that's oh, such a cool bull. That's crazy. That he's got that big old yeah. freaking cool moose. That is a cool moose. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's wild. This one kills me. Just like looking at it from that view. Oh yeah, and you're just like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> how big they are. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Mm-hmm. But yeah, get it, get it in the middle of the river and. Man, kayak paddle, just trying to get any momentum back and forth, and it was just kicking my ass. And I go through the first rapids, and I just watch the water on both sides of the raft just slide over, oh. slide over both tubes. Was it a self, is it a self-bailing one? No? Absolutely not. Oh. They need to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Larry. <laughs> and it just goes flush over the sides. I'm like, okay, I need to pull over, but I don't. And I keep yeah. going. I go through the next one, and and then I look tube to tube. It's flush with water across. My clothes bag is underneath the tie down in front of me, completely soaked. It's one of those Sitka bags where it has it's waterproof all the way up until the zipper. Right. And so, of course, all my clothes are now soaked. Mm, more fucking Sitka bullshit. I'm just like, garbage oh. gear. <laughs> Luckily, I got two dry bags that have like some clothes, food, and some of my cooking stuff, so I can like still live and sleep. And then. Rifles in a dry bag, and I was getting soaked on the river just from kind of high-centered on the raft as I'm paddling down, waves coming over, splashing me. So I I wasn't wearing my pistol, Mm. and I put it in in the bag. Was that a good idea? I don't know. Maybe. You tell us. (laughs) Would I do it again? No. (laughs) I would wear the shit out of that thing. But, uh... Yeah, I make it down the seven miles, and after about two miles, I end up stopping. I take a 64-ounce Stanley mug, and I'm bailing the raft out, and it's 100 scoops to get it down to, like, the bottom of two inches of the raft. I'm like, that's as good as I can do, then I keep floating, and then I go another mile, bail it, another mile, bail it. So my, I don't know, I'm probably going four miles an hour down the river. should be, like, two-hour float. turns Mm -hmm. into, like, four or five. Stop. (laughs) Get posted up at this creek. It's, like... I think there was a pre-made campsite there, and there's another group of hunters there. And they got four big old NRS rafts, frames, everything. And they're like, are you okay? No. no I'm not okay. <laughs> they Do see I me. Fucking look all right? I know. It has this big, huge S turn, or a big, huge <coughs> turn in the river. And so I'm, I don't want to miss this big, like, flat beach. And so I'm out of my raft, like, 400 yards above this turn, 
pulling my raft through the shallows. It's just dragging on all the rocks. But I, because I know I have no control with the kayak paddle, so I have to just drag it to get get even close, or else I'm just going to be keep floating. So they helped me out, hmm. and they're like, "Hey, what's your game plan?" I was like, "Honestly, I got a moose." It's a lot more weight than I was expecting, and I think my raft is definitely overloaded. And then with the kayak battle, like I'm just battling right now. And so they're like, "Well, hey, we got warm fire, we got chicken quesadillas on the grill. Come on up. Well, hey, we'll help unload your st- get your stuff unloaded. We got another campsite. Come on up." And Do they have 36 eggs though? Probably more. <laughs> They had this thing was thirty six. We bring sixty. <laughs> thirty six is bush league. Yeah. I, I think thirty six a piece. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think they they had about nine hundred beers. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had that's one up on us. <laughs> nine hundred beers. The boys had it dialed. Yeah, and so yeah, they invited me to camp, told some stories, and got to learn learn about all all their. Their whole setup it was like when you think Alaska moose camps, like I had never even imagined what they had set up. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. They've been going to the same spot for year after year, and it was magical. Yeah, but they hooked it up and they they helped me out and got me dry at least that night. Kind of gave me some tips tips of the river going down between a couple spots, and then uh, geared up in the morning. And it was like, here we go. I got 20 miles to go mm-hmm. before I get to this takeout. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have so many rapids to go through. This stuff that was behind me wasn't even like nearly the worst of it. Like the next seven, eight miles was just going to be hell. And then it'll open up a little bit and calm down. And I just get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I make it down probably two, two hours. And we start getting these big, huge, like, six seven foot exposed boulders that are maybe like four or five feet out of the water and you're just like i'm trying to pick my line i'd floated the river the year prior so like i knew how to float it i was comfortable in rapids like you I, know how to float it with nothing but yeah fucking food thanks for reminding <laughs> <laughs> but then like i don't know i'd done a bunch of fly fishing like i've been on rivers before and like comfortable rowing mm-hmm. right through that stuff but like the kayak paddle was just killer trying to back back row with the kayak and you only dig on one side and i would dig like four times on one side and the nose of the raft would just barely move because it was so heavy Mm. i was like fuck so as long as my mom doesn't listen to this my call sign's deadpool because i drowned in a pool no kidding i was in a medical coma for a week and I drowned in like does a she three. Not and a, know this? No, she does. Oh, but, okay. but, she, but she doesn't want you anywhere near water. Correct. She's like, you stay in a jet. Three and a half foot water. Three and a half foot pool. I drowned. I'm in a coma for a week. Come back to life, and they name me Deadpool. Is like, you're an idiot. I'm like, awesome. That's a pretty badass call sign, though. Yeah, I'll lie. take it. But to yeah. get there, yeah, it was pretty it was horrible. Yeah. But so I'm like seven miles down this river and i think i got the right line set there's two big boulders out of the water and i realize about 50 yards prior buck i don't have the right line and i just start back rowing as hard as i can 
and I get the nose to move about 20 degrees, almost hit the line that I want. And I want to do like the last minute, like dig just to swing the nose and I can't get it. Hits the boulder. Nose goes that way. Ass into the raft goes that way. And then I get slung out of the raft oh, like 15 feet down river from it. And it happened in all in like, I don't know, five, six seconds. Oh I was my like, God. fuck. Had a life jacket on, bob up like a little cork. Somehow the paddle's still in my hand. I'm trying to touch bottom. I've been like three foot rapids, bobbing up and down like a little cork. Look up river. There's my raft. I'm like, fuck. Finally start dragging a foot on the bottom. Drag it enough. Raft starts making its way to me. I'm able to get a hand on the raft, still have the paddle, and then tiptoe my way to the shore. And I'm soaked head to toe. I had my waders on, wading boots, rain jacket, life jacket, and just like assess the situation, pull everything over. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm so dumb. How am I here in this spot, <laughs> full moose? You got the fucking raft. This is amazing after you get ejected out of the fucking raft. So what did the raft you, do? So the raft, the ass end of the raft hit the, the rock? The nose hit it. Okay. And it swung me down, and then it was immediately into rapids. Okay. And so it went back. Gotcha. And the nose went back downriver, and the ass end of the raft went upriver, and then I got okay, swung gotcha. downriver. It all happened like that. And so I assessed the situation. I'm like, sweet, I'm bottom half somewhat dry because everything up top kind of soaked up the water. Right. I'm like, I could dry off, put dry clothes on, and keep going, or I can just go. I'm just like, okay, ring everything out, put it back on, go. So I just didn't want to waste any time. It was probably like 2 in the afternoon, and I got, I don't know, 10, 12 miles to go still. I'm still bailing the raft out every mile. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. All right. It's also my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> I was just like, really? God bless. And I know I have to make the takeout tonight because I'm not camping. I'm soaking wet. I'm going. My tent is soaked because it's underwater in the raft. I'm just like, so many bad things. And so I'm floating down and I, I'm doing well. Finally, get my shit in a sock, and I'm like going hips burning because I'm just sitting in like sitting on top of everything like oh. this, hips burning, like I'm cramping, dying, and it's like ten hours into it, just yes. smoked. So I packed out a moose, I rafted this river, fallen out of it, rafted more, just exhausted. I'm like three miles from the takeout, mm. and I don't want to miss it. So I'm like, I need to pull over soon to check check my map, make sure I'm not going to miss my takeout. And as I'm thinking this, I'm in the middle of the river. It's about two feet deep. And I look down to the left, and there's this big cottonwood stand, and there's like 30, 40 ravens in it. And I'm like, that's weird. I haven't seen anything like that my entire trip. Yeah. (laughs) Well, right below the ravens, (laughs) right below the ravens is this huge down cottonwood with a big old root ball. Root ball's on the downriver side of it, and I can't see anything behind it. And that's kind of where the ravens are. And as I'm floating past it, it gets to my 9 o'clock, and I'm about 75 yards away from the shore. I look over, and stand behind this root ball is this massive grizz, grizzly. <laughs> it's like 75 feet away from me. It's full broadside. And, like, it squares up to me. 
slowly. He's just like, doesn't really recognize anything at first. And then it's like slowly turns and like looks right at me. Like it would, I don't think it would fit through the door. The thing was fucking massive. Right next to it, moose carcass. Mm. I'm in a bright yellow raft, bright, bright yellow life jacket, bright yellow kayak paddle. And this thing is just like glued on me. And then it starts walking Mm. downriver towards me. And then that. Walk You're turns like, into a jog. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm like locked on him. So I'm like, do I paddle or do I just like focus on the bear? And that walk turns into a jog. He hits the edge of the water. He thinks about it for a second, and then he jumps in the water. Oh, and he starts just ripping directly at my raft. <laughs> <laughs> this all started at like 75 feet, and he's like now running through the water, and there's just water spraying everywhere. As you can imagine, a bear running like full speed at you. And I just turn and I'm just like, make myself as big as I can. My pistol, which I'll wear on my chest from now from to the now end of fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over the life jacket, like whatever it may be, like <clears throat> was in my bag. My rifle's in the dry bag. So I just have a kayak pedal in my hand and I'm just yelling, get out of here, bear. Fuck you, bear. Get out of here. I'm like, this is all I got. And he gets about 10 feet away from me. And I had transitioned from two hands over my head. To a swinging. To a swinging <laughs> paddle position. bat mode. And I'm like, I'm going to smoke him as hard as I can if he gets within oar range or paddle range. And he stops at like 10 feet. I keep floating like two miles an hour. And he's, no shit, 10 feet, middle of the river, in like two feet of water. Stops. I float away slowly. He turns around. Books it. Oh man, <laughs> that just won the shit my pants story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You get a free sweatshirt. Oh, Did you? Like, <laughs> fuck. It reminds me of the the video guy that showed us that video. Yeah, that kayaking. Yeah. Did he tell you about that? No, I didn't no. tell him about it, but yeah. like, yeah, keep Should, going. Yeah, insane. I was like, I got a bear the year prior, but like, I had never been charged before. It was just. Completely Especially different. You're like completely helpless. different experience. Yeah. You're oh, fucking yeah. helpless. Like oh, your yeah. guns are gone. Like if you'd have just touched my raft. Done. Yeah. Real bad day. Oh yeah. So yeah. Float down. He ran off. Didn't see him again. Just dark chocolate. Big old like the little black beady eyes. My brother I told my brother this part of the story. He didn't get the full version. Because he also was there when I drowned. And so he's like, you need to take care of yourself. But he sent me a picture. And he's like, hey, did he look like this? And he's like, this little beady eyes and just like tiny ears and just massive bear. Massive bear. I'm just like, yeah, look like that. Kind of look <laughs> just like that. <laughs> but yeah, I floated down another mile, got out, checked my spot, had two miles to go, went down and got to the takeout, unloaded everything, wrapped up the raft and then hiked out to this airstrip and. Got on the inReach and had a buddy come out and pick me up. No kidding. Actually, he couldn't pick me up that night because he flew to the wrong strip. Bless oh. his heart. He got me the next morning. Oh. But he, he picks me up, and then I get to go grab my plane, and I fly everything out and back for the next day. So what did you sleep in that night? Because your stuff was still wet, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I had a tarp. I had a couple tarps that I had also okay. brought, so I just dried them out as best as I could and threw up a little makeshift. Made a fire? Uh, no fire. No fire. No fire. 
Jeez. Had a little jet boil ripping. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was pretty tired. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, sleeping no bag was wet? Shit, right. Oh, no, sleep bag was dry. Oh, there you it go. It was in a dry bag. That's it was good. one of the essentials. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. No, that reminded me this guy showed me and Frank this video he took from on his Absolutely GoPro. He's into kayaking. Ridiculous. On this little stream of this grizzly. We said, when he first, like, after he, I can't remember when he first turned on the camera, but um, a brown bear chasing him in his kayak he said the first the first time the thing ran out there and swiped swatted the back of his kayak it's like good thing it wasn't a pr-49 oh. and the thing chased stuck with him for like two miles and in the Jesus. video you can hear it like I, he's gonna do something with the footage or something but he's you can hear the thing roaring at him and running through the water and crashing through the brush and then like it was gone for a while then like you know, a mile or two later, it pops back out of the brush again. Oh, fuck. Like, holy shit. It was a sim- similar thing because he's like, I had I had bear spray, but I, I had put my, er maybe he didn't have bear, but he had had a pistol, but had stowed it, you know, mm-hmm. in the kayak. Fuck. I've seen the videos of like the moose calves. Yeah. With the mama moose and the grizzly just chasing them through the river. Yeah. And just like the moose calf has no chance. Like that's how I felt. Yeah, <laughs> no, I no, I'd say so, man. And it just like, seems like when they like start running, it is so fast. Yeah, I think the whole thing happened in probably thirty seconds. Yeah, just mind mind boggling how did just it kind of slow down for you a little bit? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's the one he said. <laughs> like, yeah, he kind of like that. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's some bears down there for sure. Oh yeah, well, and that it's and especially that time of year, right before they go into hibernation, they're pretty some impressive big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a gun next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's quite the trip, man. First solo moose, the first uh, I don't know the first moose I killed by myself, but like I. I ripped my boat out and ended up shooting like coming around the corner and there was a pole standing in the river and like had time stopped my boat got my bow out had to, I did just like beach it across the river I was wearing chest waders walked back across the river like grunting at him and then finally he turned I was like guy's ah, gonna leave and I shot him long story but he died with his nose in the water and it took me like about six hours to cut him up and then I kept thinking I was hearing something in the woods, and it's like, well, whatever. And I got all the, you know, got ever kept everything clean. Like had everything. I remember how it was. I was like short two game bags or something, and so I had them like wrapped up and have the front shoulders wrapped up in a new tarp and everything laid out to cool and set my tent up like seventy five yards away, at like one o'clock in the morning. Got up first light. Uh, pretty sure it was a black bear had like drugged the quarters around in the mud and stuff. Mm-hmm. We ended up just like. Hanging them like that and then trimming it all off. Didn't really lose anything, but yeah, Wild. that's nuts. That's awesome story, dude. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole falling in the river part wasn't for mom. No. Yeah. <laughs> she would not be a fan. Well, we can, like, figure out when that was. And you'd be like, <laughs> stop listening here and then start listening again. Yeah. Here. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's weird. I like my mom would always give me a hard time like going sheep hunting, well, especially when I'm by myself or hunting bears by myself. And I don't know. I didn't ever really get it till I had my own kids. 
Yeah. Then you just start like worrying about all this bad shit that could happen to them, mm-hmm. you know. But and moms never stop worrying. Nope. Ever. Doesn't nope. matter how old you are. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <clears throat> you're gonna fly a plane, float down a river, shoot a giant animal, float out, fly out. There's like get attacked by a bear. <laughs> there's, there's a, a couple other things involved. involved. My mom started out like you're going to go to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the bear version for my and mom. And then it came was, to you're dragging your dad out there, <laughs> right? Right. <clears throat> yeah, that one night I'll never forget that. Guys, there's something outside the tent. <laughs> so we run out with pistols and my flashlights. Dad, being at like three o'clock in the morning, he's like, I wake up to Frank, <laughs> Frank, and I don't sleep worth the shit anyway. So immediately the first Frank, I was like, what? He's like. I think there's something outside the tent. And Tyler's just like, <laughs> up in bed. Both of us are like headlamps and guns just like bolting out of the front of the tent. We do like the FBI 360 around. <laughs> we both, one left, one right. We're like going to cover everything we got going here. We're outside like, both of us like, flashlights and guns, you know, like you'd see on some fucked up shitty TV show. Tyler and I with flashlights. And I hear, Frank. And I was like, yeah, Dad. I think it was just Tyler snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Okay, cool. I'd rather hear that than like, oh, fuck, it's in here now, (laughs) you know, or something like that. But Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking bears. That's crazy. Bears are something else. Like, it's like you, middle of the fucking day. Yeah, you're like brushing your teeth or whatever. It's yeah, like fucking middle of the day, and I'm like laying in bed. Tyler's like, "Hey, do you want to shoot a bear?" And I was like, <laughs> "Not really." <laughs> He's like, "Well, there's a bear between me and the tent," and I was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Yeah, it's just a little black bear." I'm like, "Well, shit, should I get a gun?" And you're like, "Well, I don't have one." It's <laughs> like, "Okay," so I get up and you're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. Go back to bed. It's gone now." <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, I mean, after the whole trip, I get out, I get out of the woods, and then finally, all these people that I just met on this epic trip, I finally get to like connect with mm-hmm. them in the, I guess, the social world. Yeah, and it was just that was cool. Like I got those videos after the fact from those That's guys so that cool. had that moose, and yeah, it was killer. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, That's cool. The bulls, the video, super cool. It's like yeah, just cruising, and they're just like. It's on a fucking string, like, going right to him. You can tell that it's just like, it looks at him, sees him, and it's just like. And how far away were you from Doesn't guys? even matter. It's six, like 800 yards? Five, 600 yards. Five, 600 yards. Wow, you're out in the middle of nowhere and you got no idea. And there's other people, like, yeah. Right, yeah. right there. You're talking to them. Yeah. Moose calls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the funniest thing. To find out the next day that we were just moose calling each other. Yeah. It was like. You son of a bitch. I think this is it. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, a minute yeah, long. Looking at this dude, lining up his rifle. I'd be a terrible play-by-play announcer. Oh, wow. oh, oh yeah. Is. Yep. Is he looking at him? Yeah. Oh, wow. And he doesn't even give a shit. He's like, "On your call was obviously way better. Yeah. <laughs> God dang. <clears throat> Oh my God! You were sounding real slutty. You like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he must have. But I mean, yeah, he's just like God. Damn. That's cool. Oh, what yeah, he's nice on bull. him, dude. 
He puts his rifle down. He's like, nope. Dude, that's a so much respect Dude, for those yeah, guys. One hundred percent, unreal. I'll become a, a premium yeah. member for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, it was unreal. So yeah, that was the bull, and got a video of him alive, and then. <clears throat> Yeah, they took some pics for me too. So that's cool, dude. Yeah. Then yeah, I was just stoked that they got a bull on top of it too. Like yeah, how same big day. How big was there? Sixty or it was like I think it was like mid fifties. Okay, I forget what they said, but right. they got a, a good solid one. bull. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, good glad shit. glad they got paid back for giving me doing good, a solid good, good karma. Yeah. Did yeah. did they have? Obviously, they had a ref too. What what did they have? They had the next size up. Oh, the pristine ventures. Okay. And they had a uh, PR forty nine. That's a size down, I or think. Cork or something. The they cork. had the P- I don't know. They had the PR forty nine, and then they had one size above the. Oh, yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That had like the full, uh, ore system and everything. Right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, some of those guys' game plan was they had that bigger ore system raft. Right. And they were going to shoot two bowls, but then they had a PR forty nine that they were going to put some other gear in. Right. And then like put it on a rope out in front of them mm. to go down through the rapids <sighs> based on mm. seeing it now with all that weight. Like I would never do that. Yeah. Like you just need its own. You said it was 20 miles from where you shot the bull till your pickup. It was about 28. God dang. 28, 30. Yeah, it was far. Boy, I like gasoline. <laughs> uh huh. Still though. I mean, yeah, just the situation. Yeah, depends on what you're doing, where you're at. Yeah. can be done. Sometimes you got to fucking toughen up. It was wild, though. Like, there's snow halfway down the mountains, and then it's all the fall colors floating out. The night that you spent out after you got to the airstrip, was it raining or snowing or just... No, it was nice. Bluebird. Was it? Yeah. Finally. Yeah. The day that you need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first camp you got to, met with those guys with the 900 beers. What else did they have? Oh shit! Fucking golf clubs. Oh yeah, <laughs> fighting green. They had they fucking had some. Right, uh, dude. <laughs> these are fucking class act. Yeah. Like Tyler and I think we got some shit going on. Yeah. We got shit going on <laughs> compared to these like, guys. You guys want to play some cornhole? Like, oh. dude, no. That was yeah. The cornhole was not even a thought. No. They. I walked into camp and they. They were awesome. They had about forty golf clubs in <laughs> camp. <laughs> no shit. Everything, everything you'd imagine. Oh my god! Yeah, full nine hole course out on the beach. No, up and down. <laughs> real deal. Dude. I thought I this was guys a ain't man fucking of around. Exactly. No. We need a lot yeah. more than cigars, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've been You're gonna go- have everyone listen to the podcast, like streaming all the all the rivers and in the Alaska Range for a nine hole golf course. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. They had it set up, and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Putt putt. Beer, putt putt beer, <laughs> putt putt beer butt. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> had they shot a moose? Yeah, they yeah, did. They, they shot two. Oh jeez, yeah, they, they knew a, what they were doing. They got a big, like I don't know, it was like sixty six, sixty eight. They got a older guys. Toad. Uh it was a mixed bag. I think there was nine of them out there. Yeah, takes nine to play nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> They go out just for. It sounded like they just go out for a good fuck. time. Oh man! I don't want to spill too many beans on their righteous setup they have, but 
That's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It may be a while before you top that one. Yeah. Like, I, oh, well, I want to get my. You probably just want to like shoot something nice and like have an uneventful trip. <laughs> what he wants to do is go kill a doll sheep. Yeah, I want to go kill sheep. <laughs> That's twenty twenty four. Nice. Like full send. Let's make it happen. I think I, I put more effort in this year, but I think I half asked it. Yeah. More than I could have. We were doing a bunch of military training all of August. Then we had all the fires going on and then the weather crumped. Yeah. And it was just like, August was a battle like mm-hmm. between work. And then when I could get out, just wasn't lining up. And like it was tough. Yeah. So have to allot yourself a huge chunk of time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's obviously an issue, but not, not this next year. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have quite a few more off airport landings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll go exploring. Yeah, it's got to be early season. Early season send because as soon as it starts getting cold and nasty up there, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's limited my options at least. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it'll go. I'm sure it'll go go well for you. It's like never easy, but I don't know. Everyone's there's plenty of like gloomy stuff. This is just know, a whole other like it's a whole other uh, the. Excuse for so many sheep hunters is yeah. like, oh, this guy's got a plane. He's going he, like, that's why nobody can else can get sheep is because this guy's got a plane. Yeah. It's like, here's a guy with a plane that didn't get a sheep. Mm-hmm. Lots and of people like, with planes don't get sheep every year. It's exactly right, you know. But it's like the excuse for people that don't have planes right. is yeah. that all the guys with planes are like getting all the well, prime spots. And I mean, now like shit. just the excuses are like, <clears throat> like an inflate like. The hemorrhoidal excuses are like so inflamed. Everything's just like another degree higher because of the you know the like the cheap population. Well, but it's like it's just it's just going to be harder. But like there's still mature rams around, and killing them still not gonna you know killing a few of them is still not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know where there's going to be a legal one next year. I was telling you that one earlier. Right. Unless it dies. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, you'll have you'll have fun. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Go rip it. And I just love fishing June, July, and then hits August, and it's like, sweet. Nice. Keep the boat available, but everything's hunt, hunt mode from there. Yeah. It's an absolute riot up here. It's so fun. Putting for all your <laughs> Yeah. You can hunt every day of the year. Yesterday was the day. Yeah. Like, no bullshit. You can hunt every day of the year. I did. It's I the did best too. thing ever. Not yesterday, I didn't. <laughs> like, where else can you do that? Can't. Fucking nowhere. Well, I went down to Montana in oh, <coughs> October, and I was on, like, this private land, and it was mi- it's elk. the best kind. <laughs> and it's maybe, like, three, four hundred acres, and it's surrounded by national forest. And we go out the first morning, and we're looking for elk up on, like, the highest point and you see the fence line going down both sides and it's just like orange 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 on the outsides of the fence oh yeah yeah you're just like what yeah different world yeah mm-hmm. down there and yeah, if, you can was- put, if you can put a ladder up over the post yeah. on the corner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want to go do the uh <clears throat> i want to do the hall road like now or like I think the, what you the run October, into, November. Yeah, I think what you run into now is there's just no daylight. Yeah. I'll go with you. Yeah. 
Connor don't give a fuck about daylight. <laughs> <laughs> but like that that Halloween <laughs> Halloween I bow see hunt. The dark. <laughs> exactly. I use my full, night, I use my night vision goggles. Whatever, dude. Just judge it on the full moon. Yeah. Fuck's the difference. None. Well, there is absolutely no difference. You just can't like, see your both sights. Well, you need to get the right sights. Oh, that's fucking awesome. He actually, it's already like Yeah, he already made. mocked up, mocked one up. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Like just total interjection nice. here in the what we're talking about. <laughs> just had it in. Uh, new, had a, had new Tundra New Tundra Talk, talk design. Design coming in hot. coming hot. I like that one. That's, that's a hot one. Da-da-da. Yeah, that is. That's, that's going to be, be a hot one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even show you, Taylor, man. I'm what, I'm such an asshole. There you are. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with you up there. I need two t-shirts I go up there and a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took uh, Brett. Brett went, went with me up this year, and he actually stayed an extra couple days. Mm-hmm. And, the uh, U-Haul road? Yeah. The U-Haul nice. road. Yeah. <laughs> I heard when do you on, go? I heard that on another podcast. Um, I have to blow it up. We'll though, talk. To, I'll talk hilarious. to you after. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's a good time, dude. It's beautiful up there. Oh yeah, it's bet. freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of people, depending oh, yeah. on which time you here you go. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be a little smarter than everybody else. Mm. Yeah. See, it's kind of a yeah, kind of a funny thing because now I'm like. I'm kind of getting into this white-tailed deer hunting, right? <laughs> <laughs> when everybody wants to come up here and hit the U-Haul road, you fucking, oh, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go, go down there shooting your deer. <laughs> go down to Kansas and fucking shoot some shit. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. So what did, what does your day consist of on a white-tailed deer hunt in Kansas? Well. You see all them cigars he brought home. I did. I also <laughs> yeah. saw the. He couldn't get through all of them. I also saw the cigarettes. I'm like, holy shit. Well, that was, I just borrowed one. I just no, borrowed I, one I cigarette. Borrowed that's what one I, cigarette. I, I assumed he did. <laughs> you call that borrowing a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're actually getting up pretty early. Like, yeah, getting up at like 3.30. 3.30? Have some coffee. That's what you got to do, man. Have some coffee. Throw together your lunch. Plenty of like little debbies, and you got to like go a little extra heavy on the snacks so they're not all gone by the time by the time legal shooting light starts. Debbies, <laughs> you make sure you get your fucking pop tart holder. No, that's no shit, man. Did I? I'll have to show you. I got it out here, and it is like that's one it's sick epic. product I can get behind. They made a bunch of these prototype uh, pop tart holders. What? Yeah, like plastic. Plastic Pop Tart holders. So it doesn't break? Yeah, so your Pop Tarts don't come apart in your pocket. <laughs> Why would you want to fuck awesome, around with broken Pop Tarts? Because apparently, this Pop Tarts are a big waterfowler thing, and they made like thousands of these, and they're like black market items now because oh they God. never. One of the guys was like super excited. excited. He's like, yeah. He's like, apparently, Jerky's not good enough for waterfowler. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I know a guy's working on a prototype for, for a whole six pack of little mini donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they're like yeah it'll hold two pop- it's a little plastic case pop it open on the top they're like it'll hold two pop tarts or six slim jims <laughs> it looks like a flask without a like and here i'll grab it out of. Just on and the, the top kind of pops up i'm assuming yeah, it's like right? the whole thing rolls up yeah. he'll grab it it's like sitting right there 
pop tart holder. Why not? It's freaking ridiculous, that, dude. Like somebody did. This is what waterfowler hunters have on their hand. Time it looks like on a cigar hands. case. Well, it looked to me like a flask without a yeah. Nor to drink out of pop tart holder. Yeah. You know what you make some money is you get a pop tart holder that warms the pop tarts up for you. Oh, he did. Pat Penny, write that time down. (laughs) 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 You you know what I got? Stick two fucking hand warmers in there with your pop tarts. (laughs) So, uh, you get your your lunch packed and everything. I mean, pop tart holder. Run out to. You can put a lot of things in here. Run out right. to wherever you're hunting, <laughs> climb in the old, like, spaceship blind. Were you, you had a, uh, was it a, like a stand? I, oh, I, mean, it's like I don't a, know anything about whitetail hunting, but was it a ground blind or like no, a. It was like, like a, an elevated, bl- like, box blind, but okay. like a spaceship. I did the same yeah. damn thing. Like, super nice, like, on a stand on a trailer. Oh, okay. So they can move them out, you know, whatever. Right. But climbing there, you got like, your. Kind of a freaking. Is this supposed to be a joke? <laughs> Oh, did what? Did it break? <laughs> no, it didn't oh, break oh, at all. That's just a. He did the same thing I did. You break my Get the fuck out of my hands! Hands off! <laughs> These are limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> He's like fucking closed it and was like, "How do I open this thing?" Same thing I did when you showed it to me the other day. I was like, "What the fuck is this thing like?" I'd be like, starving. I'd be like, I know there's two Pop-Tarts in here. How come I can't get into it? The files are in the computer. (laughs) So, uh, I was going through old photos, like, old, like, there's a trip where I went with. Apparently you were when you sent pictures of me, like. (laughs) (laughs) This was long before that, even it was like from a GoPro I had, I was hunting with Steve Hollenbeck. And we were like, my must. I think I like. He was like floating our sh- like so, a bunch of our sheet meat out or something. So like, I was cooking, but it's like GoPro photo of like me and Steve's like faces like over the camera. Like the files are in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> in the computer. Anyway, um, so you climb in there, sit down in your swiveling office chair. Doesn't squeak like our moose seat. Doesn't squeak squeak like the moose seat. And then uh, did you ask him what they use? For chairs? Yeah, to keep them from squeaking. Oh, no. They probably just get a new one. <laughs> but uh, we it was like an office chair. Because WD-40 hasn't worked for us. Hasn't worked for us very well. I'm thinking no. maybe they use like deer fat or something. Deer fat, yeah. <laughs> a little Debbie. <laughs> oh, milk cream crumbles. in there. Oh, cream. Yeah, set up and... Crack like the one. Well, the first morning I cracked a couple windows and just because I didn't know like what the lay of the land was, and it's only the front window that you need to worry about usually. But uh, yeah, sit and wait for the deer to show up. Usually we'd get in there like at least an hour, like an hour before shooting right. light, and uh, sit all day long, all day. Walk out after dark. Jesus. But it's like the fucking Hilton of yeah, tree stands. Yeah, it's nice. It's Stand nice. up and yeah, like, oh, yeah, you stand up. He's like, I can, I can lay down me the whole time. Nap. He's like, I can lay down and take a nap. I'm like, don't you fucking lay down and take a nap. I'm like, as soon as you lay down, the big boy's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was seeing deer. I mean, deer was that were out there before even daylight. The first day was hopping. It was real cold for everything. Like, they still had some snow, like ground ground was froze hard, and uh, and was seeing deer, like 
there was a few out there, and they'd filter like every hour. I'd see like new deer show up and then do their thing and leave. And uh, at noon the first day, this buck pops out, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's kind of a big deer." It's like that looks like an older deer. I don't know nothing about whitetails, but I'm like, "That's he's got brow tines like that long." And then he turns his head. I'm like, "Oh, he is busted up so bad." And his like whatever. So his his right antler, he had the back point, the which like G two was like. I mean, looked like it was like more than a foot long, you know, big mm-hmm. long point. And then everything in front of that it was the next two points were busted off. So you just had this spear coming off that side. Oh. And then the other side looked good, but then you turned, like, notice he had his G2 busted off of that side. And his, like, his cape was, and I kind of, like, I wanted to shoot, if I was going to shoot, I would ideally, like, shoot, like, a big one to mount. Right. And mount him, you know, whatever. Um, and, the, I mean, like, the his cape was all tore up, and I'm just like, man, it's the first day. Like, yeah. I would be pissed at myself for, if I just shot this deer without giving it time to look at uh, look mm-hmm. a bit more. So, yeah, I didn't. He ended up coming back again that night. Well, after the afternoon, I texted my boss. And I'm like, yeah, I just passed this deer up. And he just sends me, like, the clenched teeth emoji. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, day two, back in the same. Well, and so it's funny because this, this field, like, 100 yards behind me is a property line. And there's a small field that this guy just hunted forever whatever i never didn't meet him but we were we were pretty close to each other see him in like one of those like tennessee like box blind shoot Mm -hmm. houses so he was in there and um yeah just kind of the same thing that's what they call them if you you home home build it tennessee i call them tennessee because i saw a bunch of them in tennessee when i was driving through there i don't know um, well, I was just questioning. No, but it. which it was like, interesting because these that, guys like hating on each other, like different no, sizes. No, no, that was Mississippi. <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. But it was just like one of the plywood. <laughs> I mean, so I shot wolf out of in Alberta, just mm. like the standard like plywood, yeah. you know, permanent deer blind. Anyway, we were neighbors and uh, had deer. I mean, I was past like not. I didn't see any like real big any big bucks, but like seeing bucks every morning and evening. Then the second day I passed the one that I think I, I think I'm pretty sure was the one I ended up killing. And then the third morning that guy ended up shooting one. As he was behind me, so I wasn't watching, I just heard boom and then went back in the woods and then I went and grabbed the four wheeler and hauled it out and it just looked like a decent deer. I couldn't yeah. really see it. So I just stayed put. I was How like, far well, behind you? Like a hundred yards. Oh wow. <laughs> Nice. I mean, it's just like, I was like, it's the way it is or whatever, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. I was like, I probably got a bigger pile of corn right here in front of me. <laughs> hundred yards away. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, fucking, I'm going to throw some marshmallows out there in my <laughs> corn. <laughs> Maybe they'll like that more. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I didn't really see anything notable that night. Like, it's a lot of like little, little eight points and little busted up. 10 points and stuff and then uh the guy's like i want to move you tomorrow and i sat i was I spent the morning in this spot that a guy one guy in camp had killed a like ginormous <clears throat> eight point like freaking i don't know if it was quite beer can bases but like real, real big deer and uh 
I didn't. I saw like one one spike like walked right in front of me before shooting light, and then that was it. And then <laughs> Michigan eleven. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome to call him up and be like, "I got one. I got eleven pointer. Come on over here." <laughs> and then, uh, so it was like, yeah, we had five days to hunt, and this is day four. And he's in evening. He I went. We ended up going back to have lunch that day, and then we went to a spot that was like a mile to the north of where I'd been hunting before, just a more secluded spot that one guy had shot a deer at the first day and then hadn't been messed with. And so they had to walk about a mile back in there to get into that spot. And then uh, he had showed, the outfitter showed me pictures of a big eight point that was in there that was like kind of an older deer. And he just had, like, he wanted, he wanted, he's like, if this one shows up, like, if you want to shoot this deer, and you, you never know what's going to show up. Like he had pictures of some really big deer, but this one had like a little tiny horizontal, like crab claw on the front of his left antler. And so, uh, anyway, sitting there hanging out, watching different deer and some does came, a little eight point buck came in. And then, uh, it's always like, I don't know if it's sometimes it's all day action, but a lot of times it seems like it's that last half hour of daylight where everything's starting to get gray and like mm-hmm. shady and uh, that's when deer like heavy movement yeah seems like and uh so this spot like i the deer were coming from a creek that was across the field like maybe 100 yards and like cutting across the field to eat and uh corn that's what they're eating (laughs) but uh not corn on stocks not corn on stocks but uh so they'd come across with this little 10 point comes across like cuts out of the woods i'm like yeah too small like don't do that (laughs) (laughs) slap my hand and then uh another buck like i see another deer in the woods behind him and i'm like oh that one's bigger and he pops out and i like i just thought whatever I made made it up in my own mind. I was like, oh, there's that little claw. Binoculars down. Red vision on. <laughs> and I gra- yeah, grabbed the rifle. In those Henry 3030s, you can make them cock the hammer silently by holding the trigger. Yeah. Like the old muzzle loaders. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I How did, far away did you say? He was like 80 yards or so. I mean, I could have clicked yeah, it like you right. can probably get away with a lot but more you than still you. but i'm trying to be absolutely silent oh fuck yeah and now that you know the trick it's like yeah. why wouldn't you do it with everything yeah you can yeah talk? yeah and so uh any i think anything with a hammer you can you pull can the probably, trigger because yeah, you're disengaging the seer exactly and then, and then let it let off and it. let it settle and, and no sound yeah so i uh <clears throat> i mean that's kind of i had a, i had this little shooting bag the shooting bag i took out to moose camp you had, had that, that right brought that with window, you. Set set it up on there, and I yeah, I, w- I didn't waste any time. Soon yeah. got it up there, and he was standing kind of quartering away. Kill me the crab claw. Had the uh, <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, I didn't had uh, uh, silencer central was one of the like hunt hunt deal hunt sponsors, and so that suppressor man thwack. Was there other deer out there? Oh yeah. Did they even so there care? Was a buck, the buck with him was just like, what are you doing? Did, they kind of like care? jump a little bit, and then, you know, my buck takes off running, and then this buck 
kind of like runs around and he like he knew something was up and then circled around and then spooked but i'm so i shoot this deer throw another one in as he's kind of veering straight away through a line of, there's a line of trees and a little like ravine and then another field and i see the deer go like veer to the left and then veer to the right and then disappear and i'm like i thought i heard him crash and yeah, yeah. so um and then the other deer was like kind of circling around and had left that he left and then he came back and walked back into that spot and it's like he's looking for his buddy. Hmm. So I'm like, yeah, this deer's toast. And I text him, I shot that crab claw, yeah. eight point, you know. And then, uh, so yeah, it was a little while later. They ended up bringing a side by side out because the field was real muddy. And uh, walk over there and just didn't want to get my sneakers. Didn't want to get my sneakers dirty. <laughs> <laughs> my loafers. <laughs> but uh, well, you couldn't have got a, tr- a pickup truck out there. Oh, but anyway. heaven forbid you'd heaven have forbid. to drag it drag anywhere. <laughs> and uh, I'm just giving you shit. Dude. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was pretty nice, Fuck but yeah. uh, no, I went over there and like went where he ran in and like the first drop of blood. There was a chunk of lung on it. It's like oh, he's toast. And Duh. but we just kind of fo- you know followed the blood around to make be careful and make sure. Yeah. And yeah, he was toast right there. And I was like, oops, that wasn't the one, that wasn't the deer I thought I was shooting, but whatever. That's good fucking practice. I yeah. like this, to hear that, the, like you follow the blood trail and shit rather than be like, oh, it's over here and just like go to it. Yeah. That's like bite so many people. Well, you can end up destroying sign that was right there and, and you exactly. like, yeah. People do it all the time though. They're like, oh, it's right over there. And instead of being like, <clears throat> just follow the fucking blood to where you think it is rather than walking to where you. Yeah. Your brain tells you it is. Well, I mean, some people, like, you know, I mean, I think it happened a couple times in camp, like, deer were not dead when they yeah. got there to them. Like, shit like that happens hmm. sometimes, so. It happens a lot more if than you're If you're like, going careful and, like, following like sign, about. you can, yeah. you probably got a better chance of recovering stuff than. Yeah. And it's fun. I love tracking. Oh, yeah. Well, animals. every little bit of it's oh, good it's practice. fucking yeah. amazing, especially when there's no snow and you're just, like. Looking for like little pin drops of blood and shit. Oh, I fucking love. And when that you find kind of one, stuff. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like put a little piece of tape, tape or flagging or anything. Like I've left clothing before, like little pieces of whatever. Yep. And you're like sticking sticks place. in the dirt, exactly. Yeah. And you're like move a little. That's bit what we we're doing. You know, and always yeah. like stand off to the side, never disturb. Like where you think it actually went. Like get off to the side of it and like look and look and look and look and look. And it's like. Way cooler in the dark when you got yeah. a headlamp on. You're like, yeah. holy shit. Does it, Sometimes does it it's pop just like, out more with a headlamp on? Not at all. No? No, it's way harder. I bet. <clears throat> Sometimes you get just like a little glisten. Yeah. It's like a little wet spot, you yeah. know? And, you're like, and it had been raining, shit. so it was like all wet. Even you know? harder. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was good. And he, yeah, he only went about 50 yards and right like stuff does when you shoot him in the lungs. Yeah. Cool. Remington Core Lock 3030, man. Wham, bam. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, the night before at the lodge, or a night or two before at the lodge, one of the guys there was smoking Winston's. And I was like, why don't you roll me one of them across the table? Stuck it in an ammo box. It's like, I, <laughs> you I didn't stick it in your fucking... In my Pop-Tart holder? No, it's full. It's full of Pop-Tarts. Full of Pop-Tarts. Uh, that's awesome. That's You're like, cool, yep, man. I need to get some pictures. Smoking yeah. a butt. Smoking a butt. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a great place. I want to go back. I want to take, I'd like to take Jed back there. Yeah. 
get him, put him in for the youth tag. Went crappie fishing the next day. That was fun. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cause caught some bass too, huh? A uh, couple, yeah, yeah. Large the guys like bass? these smallmouth bass, <laughs> large mouth. They didn't have a boat with sparkles, though, did they? No. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was fast. It was funny because it, it was fast. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, the guy we were hunting with, the, he, the outfitter took me over there. He's fishing, too. And he's like, what is it? A good one? I was like, it's a bass. He's like, make sure you throw that thing extra far. <laughs> I like, you know, I drop him back at the road. He's like, doesn't sound like very far. <laughs> I was like, hate those things. Oh, that's fucking crazy. That's but, cool. Yeah, it was it was a hoot, man. I want who decided to make bass boats like sparkly. No idea. There's old Jeff Foxworthy bit about that. He's like, you ever seen a yacht with a glitter finish? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is up with that? It's Why like, do we need to go 70 miles an hour across the lake? He's right. like, he's like because we got to get there first. He's like, rednecks like shiny stuff. He's like, UFOs, beer cans, fishing lures. <laughs> bass boats. <laughs> bass boats. <laughs> the first time I ever laid eyes on one of those boats, I was like, what the fuck is this thing good for? Holy shit. And they have this. like 120 horse outboards on the back of it. It's like a oh, Porsche for water. Yeah. For what, an 18 yeah. foot boat? Yeah, 18 to 21. <laughs> well, like I think a lot ones. of it's those tournaments and stuff where you got to cover like get between yeah. spots and. You got to get in front of your buddy. I got yeah. 12 hours of fish. I'm not wasting any time motoring. Jesus. We need to be there now. Yeah, those boats are fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No like about cigarette it. boats. They'll, the only yeah. thing in the water is the prop. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bass boat sometimes. But then they got the freaking, you got the live well, because you're like, just weigh them, let them go. Like, a lot of times, those tournaments, I mean, some of them, yeah. you're like, just like, catch, weigh, release. Yeah. Or hold them in water, and then weigh them and release them later. Yep. <clears throat> and they got those electric motors on the front, oh, where they're just sitting there, like, on their bar stool. Like, you got, like, oh, yeah. wherever they turn, the boat goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, some man. of those things have, like, hydraulic boat, like... You can send down oh, yeah. deal, hold Power like pole. post oh, yeah. you on the bottom, so you yeah. like hold up if it's windy, and you can like stay on a spot that you want to be on and shit. It's fucking wild. It's next level. Yeah. Jeez. It's its own like form of hunting, like trying to find the bass. Like yeah. I, I love it because it's just a big game, like big puzzle you're trying to solve. Yeah. And you have so many different ways to solve it. Fish and lures, area of the lake. It was epic. Hmm. Trolling motors. Trolling motors. 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 Electronics. Like the sonar on those now are stupid. Like the forward-facing sonar, and you just like scan with the trolling motor in front of you. And you're like, you see a group of fish, and like you can read the sonar and be like, sweet, they're in. It's 20 feet of water. They're suspended in 15 feet, and they're 69 feet out in front of me. Cast 10 feet past them. Fish on. Like, What? Mm-hmm. Or video like game. looking the down facing sonar, and you're like, sweet, they're two feet off the bottom, drop down, and you're just like video game fishing. Hmm. Well, shit, even even just using a a flasher, no, oh, yeah, ice fishing, yeah, it's unfucking real Lexar shit like yeah. that. I'll never. I'm like, I borrowed yours, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I won't even fucking put a line through a hole in the ice anymore without one of those things. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I don't have one? Fuck you guys. I'm drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's well, funny, too? Ridiculous. Do you have one of those? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Bring that with you tomorrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. You Just need char- that. Char- batteries charging right now. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Is it Garmin or? Yeah, I got one of those How Garmin long did ones. you say the batteries on mine lasted? Because I bought, I got. 
I, well, I was. I think I fished for three straight days. All the, well, no, I fished for two full days and then like one partial day, and the batteries were still, I think, fifty percent when I was done. Well, because I had bought a big lithium battery, because the one wouldn't even last a whole day, the lead one that came with it, and then uh, it's a Humminbird, like, digital one, um, GPS one. The So I bought a big lithium one, but every time I take it out to fishing, it always stays at 100%, so I'm like, is it screwy with right. the... But I took it somewhere where I couldn't charge yeah. it and used it day after and day it after did, like, day. It did go, go down. down. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I brought it back, it was, like, almost dead. Yeah. But... I was like, I didn't catch any lake trout all year, but I caught 16 in fucking two days. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> but I'll, like, after using that thing, I was like, I would never. Do you know what you're doing? I don't want to fuck around. Yeah. <clears throat> like the guy I was fishing with was like, well, how deep is it? What's going on over there? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you doing over there? I was like, I don't know. It's like playing a fucking video game. Just like you said. I'm like, holy shit. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of bait. And then all of a sudden, like every time, not every time, but most of the time, it was like a bunch of bait would come by and there'd be fish under it. And then I just like drop down into the bay and like just above the fish, and then just start like winding up, and then fish. You just see them light up on that lex, that like yeah reader, and they just be like follow, 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 boom. And it's awesome when you're like winding up for them to like hit it because it's like nothing to set them up. Yeah, you know? you're just like whack, gotcha. <clears throat> oh, love it. Oh, me too, man. Yeah, I love catching lake trout. That's like the I do that lingcod fishing. Like, we'll go out, and, like, you find all the pinnacles and everything. And I'm just looking for a big old wad of black bass. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you find the black bass, and then like, they're just grubbing those things. <sighs> Biggest link cut I ever caught was on a salmon rod, and all we were doing was jigging black bass. Yes. And I didn't even hook that fucking link cut. It was, I think it weighed 70 pounds. God damn. And it was fucking, thing never had a hook in its mouth, and it was June 30th. At like eleven thirty at night, <laughs> and we fucking, I hooked into it, brought it all the way up. Thing was just like wouldn't let go of that bass, and we got it, put the gaff in its mouth, put him on the boat, laid it down, took a picture of myself with it, put it back in the water and let it go. Mm. Done, gone. Yeah. See you later. Oh wow, fucking link cutter. They're fun fish to catch. They're cool as shit, and they're fucking amazing to eat. They are. They're probably my like. My favorite fish to eat in Alaska. Mine are rockfish. I They're fucking love rockfish. Very fish, similar. Dude. They're yeah. like very similar eat yeah. to them. Yeah. They're still good. Yeah. 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 Do you guys make it out fishing much? I made it out one time this like year. To. Yeah. One time. I'm this probably going to take the kids out somewhere here this next week. I should have a little bit of time taking my ice fishing a couple. Yeah. Take the kids out. I like I like doing I like fishing, but I got so much other fun shit I gotta do for work. <laughs> I need to yeah, up my sh- I need to it's up. It's just a wee lad when I caught that one. Oh, oh, oh. that's the fi- that's the fish that I'm talking about right now. Jesus. It's a fucking. Let me tank. see. I don't know if I've ever oh seen a picture. Of that. 
Jeez. And I'm like, shit. trophy holding the fucking yeah. like four pound <laughs> fucking rockfish that I caught like caught it on. It was really like wouldn't let go. Brought so it up you, from like sixty feet from the bottom. Caught the the, the bass. bass. I hooked, hooked the bass, and, and it, the link hod grabbed it and just never let go of the it. The spinning reels, the classic on that one. Oh yeah, thirty pound <laughs> test fucking braid, all day long. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the best link hod that I ever caught. No doubt about it. Like, tank. It's so <clears> awesome <throat> when you see them through that clear water just coming up, too. Mm-hmm. Like wolves. <sighs> don't pull its head out of the water. Right. It's a, even with halibut. Don't, don't do pull what? them out of the fucking water. <laughs> exactly. As soon as you pull them out of the water, every fish goes ape shit. And if you just keep them under the water, it's like, okay. You can, like, slip a gaff in their mouth, like, so easily. Deal with the fish. Yeah. Oh, well, boys, hold on. You guys have to open these up. So okay. Many good days. You have, to, you have to open them up the same exact time, though. Here, open this. All right. Up. I have to pause and say Jesus. that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, but did you but hear you about his birthday video? <laughs> no. Like, mm. yeah. Oh, to you. Yeah, I can play it real quick. I'll show you. I could play it into my microphone. It would make it amazing. So I see him post this on my fa- Facebook on my Listen birthday. I'm the best guy. Can you hear that? <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like, too, by the way. <laughs> okay, so he, yeah, so I can't he, believe that you he, can do this kind of shit. Like, <laughs> it seemed like not legal or not. 50 bucks. <laughs> not fucking like 50 bucks gifts from Africa.com. Well, it's going to go to a good place. Anyway, so you think. <laughs> so, cobalt mining. <laughs> Fuck. Who knows what they're doing? So we'll see what this. Okay, uh, what you got? Same time. Same time. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, God. Chug them, boys. Oh, oh, motherfucker. Merry Christmas. I don't Christmas. know if I can do that. It's going to make me vomit. <laughs> Ah, Merry Christmas, oh, gentlemen. Oh, you're such a good guy. <laughs> Where's yours? <laughs> well, I'm the one that gave the kids, so <laughs> I just excluded myself from it. Oh, God. I just hear, I just envision, uh, this is like, horrible. Smirnoff ice in your, like, Borat accent. In the Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do it all. That's okay. Jeepers. I just wanted to get you guys. Oh. There Pretty fizzy. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry fizzy Christmas, Lipton's. <laughs> I was going to get you guys Benchmates, but I figured this was a lot better gift. Mm. All right, wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I switch up my game. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I feel like hey, I should, where's the rest of it? I feel like you should be golfing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for that. You're Thank welcome. you, Connor. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. What? Did you knock yours one. right out, gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need a fucking jet. <laughs> well, I did bring a little something. I don't know if you guys want them or not. 
Oh, those 20 mic mic rounds? 25. 25. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know if you're interested. Shit. That is cool. Thanks. You man. don't get one, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> you have one already? I do. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I don't know if, I think fucking Joker gave me one. Yeah. Or you did, if maybe. If you want one, take it. That's awesome, dude. No, oh, I appreciate that. My yeah. kid's going to be jealous. Yeah. God, it's a big one. How does it stick out this far? Yeah. Give that one to Jet. I already have one. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. Put it in his stocking. That's exactly. That's make awesome. sure that it's like not just wasted. Give it to him. Make oh, yeah. sure he's excited about it. I do have one already, oh, and would, I feel yeah. weird about like taking another one. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I got I some got like three D printed tips made for him mm-hmm. too. But that's you, pretty if cool. you want them, I can give them to you. I didn't put. Them I'm gonna get the yeah. RCBS dies no, for yeah. those. <laughs> RCBS. Then, you, then you paint them up and look them like. Oh, nice. Make them look like a live round. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Hell Put yeah. it right up here next to my sand from Omaha Beach. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah? <laughs> Epic. My sister got it for me. She was on sunbathing. She well, she's in the co- <laughs> in the Coast Guard. And she was uh, on uh, it was like the seventy fifth anniversary D Day. She was over there, got sent over there to do do a bunch of this stuff. What makes you think to do things like this? I don't know, dude. It just pops in my head, and it seems like a good idea at the time. A lot of things that pop in your head are good ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? It's memorable. It's the thought, like I said, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. This is non-alcoholic. That's not true. I'll buy it in the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy Where else Joke's you buy, on you, dude. Where else do <laughs> you buy non-alcoholic? 4.5. Man, how about you non-alcoholic drink? On the fucking beach? Mm. A couple of these? <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Frank could be out there fighting like a hammerhead shark. <laughs> <laughs> fighting nothing. I'd drag that thing right up on the beach and start cooking it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Smirnoff ice. Well, Jesus, Connor. Yeah. I started this whole thing off by saying we're going to do a bunch of Q&A, and that's apparently going to get postponed. Yeah. But I'd much rather listen to a cool hunting story than run my, yeah. flap my gums. How long is this going on now? Three and a quarter. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me share. No, Very man. Awesome. Thank. I'm glad yeah, you came over to do story, it. Dude. It was wild. I tried still to get you over take... here before, and it was it was like always something. Oh, was, dude, today, yeah. I was like, dude, I just ran into you. I <laughs> yeah. was like, are you going to come or what? You're like, oh, I got a hockey game. And I was like. You're like, hockey I cancel hockey. that shit. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I appreciate it. Here, why don't you grab the last one? we got to give it no gifts here. Shit. I'll rep it. Hell yeah. Yep. Only if you're going to wear it. If you're not going to wear it, that's you don't have to wear it right now. But <laughs> oh, it's going on. You're like, oh no, I'm I'm done fucking around. <laughs> when I buy when I buy underwear, I wear them out of the store. <laughs> You could take the cardboard out of them, though. You sure? If you want. Yeah. yeah. Leave the no sticker flatten- on? No flattening. <laughs> okay. Cardboard, okay. in it? Stickers off, cardboard's out. Yeah, All stickers right. off and cardboard out. All right, everyone. appreciate you listening to Tundra Talk. Um, if you... In- <laughs> If you're listening this long and you don't enjoy it, you need to find better yeah, things to do. Problems. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, you can email t- podcast at tundratalkak.com if you have any comments or questions or uh, whatever. And tune in next time. Thank Merry you. Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas. Merry That's Christmas. Right.